felt right and then it felt very wrong but you'd think after 153 episodes we'd have that right it's episode 153 that's part of our charm indeed i'm emily (laughs) uh i'm christine we are the feminine critique are we not last i checked amongst other things i think i'd like to think of myself as you know a raconteur (laughs) indeed (laughs) what's been happening with you uh ms makepeace uh, not much. I'm in, clearly in a weird mood, so... This is weird. So, why don't we just say, this is actually a really weird day and time for us to record. It is. It's Saturday afternoon. It is. Like, usually we're, like, maybe late Friday night, or Saturday night, or Sunday night. Like, there's something very strange about the sun is out. Mm-hmm. Um, as I told Christine, there was a festival outside. Today I have had a lobster roll and an ice cream cone already. Like She's all jacked up. It's a lot going on. Oh, oh, I am. I am. I've had sugar. Uh, I've seen a lot of dogs. I just I just came back from a Kiss tribute band performance. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, it, it, it's what, noon by you? It is noon. I was going to say. <laughs> so what, you rolled nice out of bed segue. like 10 minutes ago? Or I've what? not accomplished anything. Nice. <laughs> I have to, I have, tying back to an earlier conversation, I have a medication I can't eat after, before, two hours after. So I've been waiting to get to a point where I can eat something. Oh, well, <laughs> all right. So let's, let's talk about movies and distract you from being very hungry because I would murder somebody by that point. It's, it's definitely something you learn to yeah, love, I, I guess. I think I would be legally justified to do so. For sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, so today it's a catch-up. We're just going to talk about a whole lot of stuff we've been watching. Uh, what we are going to do, because we have, I guess, two like major-ish to us releases that we have both seen that are fairly new. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is Orphan, Esther's First Kill, as I call it, uh, and Nope. So we are going to move those to the end of the episode, so this way we can spoil and you have plenty of time to know before we get to them. Uh, but aside from that, we're just going to talk about a whole lot of stuff. So... Yeah. Christine, we figured, I explained to, her, to Christine my list that basically I have like only horror movies and like two non-horror or three, depending on your definition. Uh, so you will um, start with some of your non-horror. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just, uh, gee, I, I can just lump all my non-horror together. Sure. That might it. be easier. Yeah. Okay. So, and if you've seen any of these and you want to jump in, maybe I've forgotten that you've seen them. Um so I watched, this is a, such a shitty thing to start off with, and I, maybe I shouldn't, but I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, and oh. I was really kind of lukewarm on it. Really? Uh, I have yeah. not seen it. I, so I, li- first of all, I liked it. Obviously, it was a very good movie. I think this could be an expectation thing mm-hmm. where everybody, had, like everybody I know, even casual movie fans were yeah. like, you're going to love it. It's perfect. I think that it- might be a theme of the episode, not to spoil Ooh. something later, but. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I did, I did like it. It was, it was very well made. It was very fun. Michelle Yeoh was obviously like fantastic. It was, but like, it didn't do anything for me. Mm. And again, this could be an expectation thing, or perhaps maybe I'm not the best audience for sure. it. 
but uh, as a film, I appreciated it. And if somebody was like, favorite film of the year, five stars, I'd be like, great. I just, I, that's not how I ended up walking away. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit disappointed. Mm. I really wanted it to like change my life. I, I mean, that's what I've heard about it. Every, yeah. everything I've heard about it has been not just positive, but raving positive. Yeah. So that is and very that, interesting. That might be the problem. So this might yes. be a case where in two years, I'm like, you know what? I would, I'll watch that again, and mm. then I'll be like a, a blubbering mess through the whole thing or something. <laughs> yeah, that happens. It does. So uh, I, I liked it a lot. I still think everyone should see it. It's a, a feat of filmmaking, in my opinion, um, but like left me a little cold personally. Mm. <laughs> fascinating, mm. fascinating. <laughs> um, let us see. What shall we speak about next? I rewatched Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. <gasps> yes! It's kind of been in the zeitgeist, so I feel like if you're feeling like it's time for a rewatch, it probably is. It is streaming great. somewhere now on Hulu, maybe? It just showed yeah. up on a feed somewhere that I turned in. I was like, oh, you know, because I don't think Brandon has ever sat down and watched that beginning to end. Uh, I, which, again, you and I, I think, are both of that particular yep. demographic where. Oh, if you haven't seen that movie, you don't get some of her jokes, right? For, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 definitely, uh, it was formative for mm-hmm. me, oh, I yeah. think. I really, I really like Christina Applegate a lot. In it, and, and with a little fashion show at the end oh, is very much my shit. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, I think it definitely it, it informed my future tastes. Yes. Let's say. Oh, yes. I still <laughs> almost once a week in my mind or out loud at work at some point, I will say... I'm right on top of that rose. When it is something that that I am not actually on top of, uh, that is my mantra to myself of, I'm right on top of that rose, and it helps me through the day. Yeah, I I, I love it. It's great. So watch it if you haven't or haven't in a while. Um, I'm looking through, and I'm seeing that a lot of my movies are also horror. Nice! Um, But I did watch The Novice, which is is the rowing movie. With Isabel Furman. Oh, oh, I've heard good things. I know you were one of the ones who said good things, but others have also said good things. It was it was phenomenal. Nice, nice. Where she was is great that in it. streaming somewhere? Um, I think we may have rented okay. it um, because somebody recommended it to me. And then, uh, speaking of zeitgeist, Isabel Furman was really, mm, you know, at the, the top of people's lists for a while. And so I was like, you know what? I, I feel compelled to check this out. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, we rewatched Orphan before First Kill. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was like the novice Orphan and then First Kill. So we were really digging in. Yeah. I mean, she has quietly uh, done great work in her entire career and has not really ever gotten the same level of, like, I feel like she should, I mean, I think also, I always assume that everybody that's in Hunger Games that wasn't Katniss auditioned for Katniss. Yeah. So I always wonder, like, you know, Isabel Furman could have been a good Katniss. But even without that, like, in general, I think every time I see her in something, she's great. She's giving her all. And she's built up an interesting resume. But I I think she will now probably get meteor roles and bigger projects. But I always I, I hope best. so. I think she's I think she's really good in Cell. I know I talk about Cell a lot. Mm-hmm. But she but is good in that. Yeah. She's great in Cell. Like, I just think she's she's fun to watch, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that, that Down a Dark Hall... Or yep. I think that's what it was yeah, called. Yeah. <clears throat> I've real so I think if I look at my letterbox stats, she'd be pretty close <laughs> to the top at this point. So I'm a fan. We're the fan. unofficial Isabel Furman super fan club. That's okay. I, I'm okay with that. Me yeah. Uh, I finally watched Heat. Still never seen Heat. It's it just good. seems really long. 
It's really long, but it is good. It's not okay. it's not what you might call a Christine movie. It is not um, what I would think of as a Christine movie. It's it's, it's like my dad movie. It's a dad movie, and that's something that I've been trying to embrace because I do occasionally really enjoy the odd dad movie. Um, I gave it four stars, so I have to believe that that's truly how I felt. Mm. Um, I don't remember the finer points of it, but I do uh, remember enjoying the experience. Okay. And it's it's very much a Michael Mann movie, which I enjoy. So I have come around on him. I yeah. did not start my film fan career as a Michael Mann fan, and I have since turned that leaf, and now I'm like, no, 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 he... His, I think part of it was just the length, and it always felt yeah. like these are lo- the idea of a Michael Mann movie, which most of the time is not a subject or a genre that is my thing. Yep. And to know For going sure. in that it's going to be two and a half hours of police stuff or LA or something that like exactly. generally isn't my thing. But yeah, when when I actually give myself over to it, like Last of Mohicans, uh, Manhunter, they're, they're very good movies. He's a very yeah. good director. Manhunter was truly what what pushed me to stop saying that I didn't like Michael yeah. Mann because I love Manhunter. Like I don't just like it, I love it. And so it's kind of like, well, open up your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Love <laughs> there might be other stuff. I think with and- Manhunter, I watched that year, years I mean I, obviously I like everybody I watched it after Sounds of the Lambs and was like, oh, I don't know, that's not my Hannibal. And then I watched it after I read Red Dragon. I watched mm-hmm. both that mm-hmm. and Red yep. Dragon. And I think I realized, like, oh. It's a better adaptation. Well, and not even that, that it is what I, look, you can do a lot of different kinds of things when you're adapting, right? You can say that we are going to be just as truthful and literal to the source material as possible, which is kind of what Red Dragon the movie does, and it doesn't do it that well. It has a great cast, but it doesn't bring anything deeper to it, whereas Manhunter is, takes things out, cuts things out, moves things around, and it is better for it because it's finding the essence of what makes these characters who they are like i still think um what's his name (laughs) who plays will graham in that movie what's the guy's name from csi oh that guy that guy the guy from fear you know who he is i'm so sorry i can't uh, think of him i want to say his name is william something but i feel like i'm making that up kind of handsome you guys know like he's kind of beefy he was again he was reese witherspoon's dad in fear that that's what our generation knows him from um (laughs) he to me is the best Will Graham. And I say this as a deep fan of Hannibal. Hannibal, I know. I love because I love Hugh Dancy Will Graham, but he's not it, an accurate it's Will Graham. Dangerous. What I love about the guy whose name we really still have not figured out. I'm gonna look it up. Fine, fine, <laughs> fine. Manhunter. I mean, at this point, it is his William Peterson. I, okay, it was William. Yeah. Okay. William Peterson. He is the only Hannibal uh the only Will Graham who uh, Will Grandma is what makes him so effective is that he feels so much and watching Manhunter you realize if he had been maybe put in different circumstances if he had grown up slightly differently he would be the deadliest motherfucker of all that he could be darker than Buffalo Bill he would be Mm -hmm. darker than Hannibal Lecter that there is this wiry danger point to him that you are just waiting for him to snap over and i don't think any other of the wills get that no and i think the hannibal will approaches that idea from a different angle because there is that you know will is just like hannibal they're they're companion pieces type of thing but i think that in 
uh, Brian Fuller's vision of that is much more uh, emotional. Yes, it's more because of their connection versus this is who Will is. Will would never get to that point without a Hannibal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I I love that, and Tom Noonan. But, like, I want to watch Manhunter now. I know, me too. (laughs) But if if you're ever, like, so... I want like there are movies that I just kind of go like yeah I got the I got the I got the cliff notes I get it mm. but then I watch them and I'm like oh wait like I, it happened with Pink Flamingos when I finally watched mm. Pink Flamingos I was like oh my gosh the amount of jokes and references I get I felt felt like like that when I watched Heat all yeah. these visual references I'm like oh people oh that was just a Heat ripoff oh that was visual <laughs> like I didn't realize how much kind of came from that. For a fairly young, I mean, at this point, I guess what it's probably what twenty eight years old or so. But it, like, I remember when Heat came out, and that so much has been influenced so quickly by it is is pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely, it's a whole fucking aesthetic, which is cool. Yeah. I'm into it. Um, all right. Well, I watched Nobody, which is the action movie. Uh, is the Bob Odenkirk with, one with Odenkirk. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> So I'm I'm in the Bob Odenkirk is absurdly hot camp, and I think <laughs> I, if you're, I'm not, no. I love him, I don't I I don't find him I don't think of him that way. But if, you know, so, I feel like you would still like this movie because it's an mm-hmm. actiony like an old guy action movie, like a Liam Neeson style thing. Okay, <clears> not to be too that's, reductive. That's my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're into him, I think my letterbox review is this is pornography. <laughs> um, it was he was angry and righteous and beating people up mm. and it was it was so hot. I love him. Nice. <laughs> I waited forever to see it. Like I, people were like really into it and I was like that sounds up my alley and then I just didn't watch it mm. and then finally pulled the trigger and it was it was worth it. Everything you wanted and then some more. And then some. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I don't think I talked about this. I watched Vengeance. I don't the, think you did. The B.J. Novak, I believe, written and directed. Um, and oh, that would be okay. I've seen the poster. Ryan from The Office, if mm-hmm. you don't know. Um, I, wow. Talk about feeling like you saw a different movie than everybody else. Um, I saw thumbs ups, five stars, one of the best. Oh, what a, what a, what a feat of filmmaking. And I spent the majority of the runtime rolling my eyes. Eek. So, so hard they almost fell out of my head. What genre is it? It's like a murder mystery, but like social commentary on the way we commodify the murder of especially white women, like, but, which is all cool, but like, I don't know if he was the one to tell me that story. Mm. And as we were watching it, Zach and I both didn't enjoy it. And as we were watching it, he was like, this feels like a movie that not, not the actor who plays Ryan in the office would write. This feels like what Ryan. (laughs) The character of Ryan. Oh, oh, that's damning. And I was like, oh, but, and I get why, I do get why people like it. It's just for me personally, it feels, it felt Mm. very superficial and it felt very um, disingenuous, I guess. It sounds Um, like it. Yeah. I I don't know. And I watched it around the same time that I watched um, Only Murders in the Building, which I thought was a phenomenal show. Yeah. And Have it, you watched you, all of season two yet? It, yes, it's so good. We're not done yet. We're only like three episodes into season two, but we're enjoying it. Oh my god! But that we'll get. Let, let's talk about that at the end. Um, I felt like it was it was doing similar things, mm. but like just not, not as well. Well, yeah, it made me it made me sad. Sorry. Um, I talked about I'm dangerous tonight the last time we recorded. Yes, you did. Um. Oh, the beautician and the beast. 
Nice. I have not That's seen a it. a really good movie. I remember when it came out. I uh, So I, I am obviously from Long Island. So Fran Drescher is considered a bit of a um, patron saint of my people and Queens adjacent people and such. And I remember in like 93 or whenever that movie came out going to the hairdresser and that is all the hairdresser could talk about because she kind of looked like Fran Drescher. And like the other hairdresser was like, oh, we all call her Fran. And it was one of those like, oh, I feel like I better go see that movie the next time I come here to get my hair cut because I'm not going to understand the references otherwise. I was so charmed by it. Nice. It's a, is it Timothy Dalton? Yes. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I, it, I, it, I, should, I should watch that. I like I thought it was delightful. Yeah. If you look at the letterbox, I'm just kind of scanning it right now. Like there are there are half star and one star reviews. I gave it four stars. I thought it was phenomenal. It was so fun and it it was it was like really satisfying and nice. she was really great in it. And you you know I love her too. Yeah. From like UHF, but like yes, very much. But yeah, I think that's all. Oh, and I rewatched Murder Mystery last night. What is murder? I, or the mystery. night before? Murder mystery is the Netflix Adam Sandler Jennifer Aniston movie. That right? Oh, I remember you talking about this probably in 2019. Now that I see the title of it, there, so there's going to be a second one, and I'm super excited about it. But I find this to be one of the most satisfying modern whodunits. Hmm. It really understands the genre, and I I'm not an Adam Sandler fan, so it's very begrudging that I find this charming sure. and he's good in it. But like, oh, Luke Evans is in it too. I wonder if Brandon would like it. I it's I feel like it might be a hard sell because it is a Netflix original, and that kind of yeah. I mean, usually they just have a lack of anything, a, like a little bit of a stink on it. Yep. And if you don't like Jennifer Aniston, look, I get it. Uh, I, I, I like found her. find her to be very charming when she Same. wants to be. Yeah. But that's my big sell. If you haven't seen Murder Mystery. Like, you should totally look at it, and it's one of those Netflix movies that I actually wish they would put a physical out of, because mm. I would like to own it. Fascinating. Huh. And that that's my non-horror list. Wow. Okay. My, my non-horror list is, I mean, smaller, but not my much, I guess. So the one that is, like, genuinely non-horror, because the other two are kind of genre-adjacent, uh, drama, comedy, fantasy of sorts, in Albert Brooks's Defending Your Life. I love that movie. Yeah, I I had never seen it and always wanted to because I feel like random people, whenever this would come up, would always like love. Like I remember, Jason's a big fan of it. You're a big fan of it. Uh, I had to get the Netflix disc because it is not available anywhere. Um, I liked it. I I think it. There's some things about it. Obviously, like any comedy from any look, every comedy ever made is going to have a joke or two that ages really poorly. Um, this one has a very unfortunate Asian joke that we I should not be have been saying then, but certainly you don't want to hear it now. Uh, something else that I found very funny about it was the. Um, so I think I, I'm sure the Good Place like referenced this and took things from it. Like it has that similar kind of feel of an afterlife that is not so much about death, but more about life and all of that. Um, the uh, and Albert Brooks is it's it's Albert Brooks being Albert Brooks. He's he is fun, very Love charming him. cast. Meryl Streep in this is at her like it's it's the height of you watching an actor and being like, oh right, no, I get it. Like yep. she is luminous. She is literally lighting up every time she is on camera. It, it is lovely. Um, but yeah, it. I don't know. It it didn't fully 
get me as much as I wanted it to. And afterwards, I looked at Brandon. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, I was a little bored. I was like, hmm, interesting. So interesting. I, I liked it. I definitely liked it. I, I don't know that I loved it. So. Um, and then uh, our niece was visiting. And um, my niece is a, a nerdy type girl. Um, and so one of the things we always try to do is make sure we like teach her what movies to watch and everything and she has always been a big greek mythology fan love it but she had not seen the original clash of the titans oh so i mean that's... i haven't seen the original clash of the titans. christine Makepeace. <laughs> i was gonna say that does not stand in this household anybody that is a, a guest of me has to see that and now you are saying that and i can't believe that i allowed you in I my know. space having not seen that movie multiple times um Oh, God, I have to do a seance and a, not a seance, but what's the well, ritual? Wait, wait, you might not need to. So what you're saying is it's a high recommend because I could watch it now. I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, I it, this, this is what we were just talking yeah. about. I get the, I get it. I know what it's about. I've seen the visuals. I understand its cultural importance and blah, 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 but I've never seen it. So like, I'm sure right. if I saw well, it, I'd actually you're get not the, out of it. I feel like you might've changed a little bit on this. I know for a while you were absolutely not a fantasy person. Yes, I'm. It takes a specific kind of fantasy for mm-hmm. me, and I do right. like, um, like Greek, Roman. Like I like, not I guess not orc fantasy. Is this orc related? No, this is Greek mythology. Pure. Yeah, okay. This is one hundred percent. You know, from not like yeah. historically accurate. Like okay, no, no it's an eighties action. There, you know, there, there's a, there's a robot. Like no, yeah, but like it's very like much. That. It's Perseus and Medusa and Andromeda. Yeah. It is one hundred percent like. What's funny was, um, so, I mean, I saw this movie as a kid because somebody, at school, we had to do book reports and like present them to the class. And one kid did, had a book of Greek mythology and he presented it. And I was like, I want that book. And immediately went to the library and was the next person to check it out. And I remember checking out the book three times, which is as many times as you could check out one book. And then when I, I don't know who then told me like, oh, we can go rent Clash of the Titans, which is a lot of these stories. So for me growing up, this was everything I wanted. This was the first movie poster I owned was Clash of the Titans. And it hung on my wall until like two weeks ago when I finally went and took like cleaned out my childhood bedroom. Um it is it was And you brought it home. I, I should have, but it was like fell apart when I touched it kind oh. of thing. Uh it you know, it's it's grand. It is big. It is one of those uh PG fantasy movies that has boob shots in it because it was the 80s and you could do that yep, Lawrence like Olivier is Zeus Lawrence Olivier is Zeus um it, as a kid like it's funny because I don't think they actually say the names of all the gods and goddesses like you have to put a lot together but if you know anything with Greek mythology you can very quickly uh Harry Hamlin be still my heart and other parts of me because boy was he a formative he's like in a loincloth for half the movie and he's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. handsome that's oh, so good. Yeah, you you should stop everything and watch it. Okay, okay, okay. And I and don't and if you didn't like it, let's just pretend we didn't have this conversation because I don't know that I want to know that. No, I I don't. I can't see that I wouldn't like it. I might it might not like change my life because <laughs> I'm not young, but I can't imagine not liking it. I like all that stuff. I like the Percy Jackson movies, even though they're okay. not good because yeah. they're that stuff. Sure. Um, Bert, uh, one, one last sell. I know I've already sold it to you, but I'm just gonna, I'm doing that thing that, like, salespeople okay. shouldn't do. Uh, Burgess <laughs> Meredith. You got Burgess Meredith in there. I, you know that I love Burgess Meredith from, yeah. you know, for many reasons. Who does? Who does? Who amongst but... us? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm sure, I mean, I don't even know if this is something Zach is 
he's never mentioned it. Maybe he's never seen it. I'm sure he has. Okay. We need a full full book report on it. Okay. I'll All send right. you send yes. you three pages in the morning. <laughs> Please. Uh, okay, and then the last non horror, but it's kind of, I mean it's action. So I had my first um what I'm gonna call senior movie moment recently. Jeez. Oh, so when I when I go to the gym, I do the elliptical, and I like to I'll watch him I'll watch like an hour of a movie because it's great. I can you know move, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. I can focus on something. And usually, um, Amazon Prime has been my service of choice for that because I can find a lot of stuff that plays well there. And I'm looking through the list, and I see one that I'm like, "Oh, this looks fun." Deserted island, or like a bunch of strangers awaken on a deserted island and find that they're being hunted. I'm like, "Oh, that's my jam. I love that. Hot people yeah. uh, on on a hot island. Like that's what I want, especially if it's going to be an action movie." This could be any movie. There's and, so many movies like this, and now. all of them are going to appeal to me. Uh, and the cast, like it's like random people. There's one of the London brothers, and I still don't believe that there's two of them. So Jay London is in it. Um, Daryl Hannah, Krista Campbell, um, Ooh, I love uh, Robert Devee, like this whole list of like really cool people to show up. I'm like, great. Oh, Vinnie Jones. I'll watch anything Vinnie Jones does. And I'm watching this movie. I'm really into it. And it's um, the lead is this woman who I, I'm watching. I'm like, she looks familiar, but I don't really recognize her. But she's got a very striking look. She's um, like a kickboxer. Like she's really somebody that could be like the next Mila Jovovich. Like, she is attractive, she is physical, she um, is multilingual, like, this is great. And I'm, like, halfway through the movie, and I'm, like, taking notes, because I'm, like, I'm, like, yeah, I'm gonna write about this movie, this is really enjoyable, great. And then, finally, we get to a scene where Daryl Hannah shows up, and I knew she was in it, because I saw her name in the credits, but she shows up, and she starts talking, and I'm, like, yeah, I have definitely watched this movie before, (laughs) and more than that, I have definitely written about this movie before, and I did not realize until an hour five minutes into it uh it is called awaken it is um that is the it, it has a very complicated like dumbly complicated plot that really doesn't make sense that's kind of awesome because it's one of those reveals mm-hmm. that you're like you really this makes no sense of a like why these people are on the island um uh, but it's fun i enjoyed it there's a lot of action uh i guess it's not that memorable because i did not remember so you call that a senior moment but like I don't know, to a degree, that has to reflect on the movie and not just you. I guess. I mean, but it's not, like, it, it really, be- there are so many people in this movie that you're like, whoa, that guy, whoa, Michael Pere, whoa, him. And it's not bad. It's not, like, it's kind of dumb, but it does have a weird plot and a really weird reveal. Mm-hmm. It, it just, I, I, and, and then I thought, I'm like, well, maybe I watch this, like, I don't know, a really long time ago. And I looked up and I wrote about it in 2016, which isn't that long ago. So I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. That hasn't I, happened to me before. I do it a lot. And I think part of it is because I'm preoccupied, stressed out, tired yeah. or high. Like, I don't, maybe it's just old. I don't Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Because there's a couple movies, because we're about to go into horror. There's a couple right. movies on my list that I'm like, what? I, I don't uh, remember watching yeah. that. <laughs> but I think it's a reflection of the movie in some... In I some uh, I mean, so everybody watch Awaken on Amazon, and in six years, I'm going to come back and ask everybody, hey, 
if I told you about this movie where hot people were found on an island and Minnie Jones was hunting them, but he wasn't hunting them, and they all had perfect blood, does that sound familiar? This way we can see if it was me or the movie. This is going to be a long-term test, but I think it's oh, the only geez. way to do it fairly. Get, leave yourself some kind of, like, note so that you remember. I do that. I um, Well, hopefully, like, I set a Google reminder for um, my next tetanus shot, which would be in 10 years, so hopefully nice. Google is still a thing by then, because otherwise I'm just, you know. <laughs> if not, you're th- screwed. There is a clock to because I cut myself on metal a lot. Do you really? Oh, you work in that industry. Yeah, though. yeah. I mean, there's, there's. Well, one day what happened was I was at work and I like opened up something and there was metal and I cut my hand on it and I was like, oh, okay, that's not bad. I don't like that's not a bad cut, but it's bleeding. And I knew that I had a coworker who like used to be an EMT, so I walked over to him. I'm like, hey, is this anything I should be worried about? Like, this doesn't look bad, right? He's like, would you cut it on? I'm like, metal. He's like, oh, do you have a tetanus shot? I'm like, probably. And at that point, I think was, this is a few years ago, so I had, like, called my mom. I'm like, Mom, I have a tennis shot, right? She's like, well, when you were living under my care, you did. But <laughs> at this point, I, you're in your mid-30s. So yeah, I, I think... can't vouch for you. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's something everybody should, uh... And since then, I have made sure every one of my employees gets one. So I'm like, let me, don't make the same mistake I did. Yeah. I mean, I'm still here, so. I'm glad. I mean, it might have been a slow-acting poison. I don't really know how tetanus works if I... Maybe that's why I, after six years, I forgot the movie Awakened. It's all tetanus. We, it took a we've while. seen it. It's yeah. full circle. So now we know tetanus takes six years to set in. All right. Those are all of my, my non-horror. You want to just dive on into horror? I mean, let's do it, it is right? the season, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, I've got a variety from different eras, different services, all of that. Uh, you want to throw one at me first? Well, sure. I watched Young Frankenstein for the first time. Ah, okay. That's um, horror, right? That's horror yeah. comedy. Yeah, it's horror comedy. I liked it. Nice. I cried a lot. Oh. I mean, they were really nice to the creature yeah. in this. Yeah. And they, they're not typically. It, it is kind of like the like it's really cathartic. spin on, on Frankenstein in many ways. It's cathartic if you relate to the creature mm-hmm. a lot. Because <laughs> they're finally nice to him. But um, I liked it, and I love Gene Wilder, so it's not a hard sell. I don't know why it took me this long to watch it. Like, I love Frankenstein, and I love him. So, and Terry Gar, oh my god. Oh, my god. oh she's great in it, too. So great, so great. So, like, he's great, and he's worth it alone, because he is smoking hot, mm. really funny, and really mm-hmm. good. And I love when he yells. Um, so if you haven't seen Young Frankenstein, <laughs> you're <laughs> one of the few people. There are not I, many I think, out there. Well, I mean, I feel like like film fans our age probably have seen it because it's kind of one of those ones. I mean, it's you... one of those movies that I'm surprised you hadn't seen it because I know you grew up watching a fair amount of Mel Brooks, right? Or am I misremembering uh, that? I mean, Spaceballs, for yeah. sure. But, like, I think for me, yeah, it was never around. Mm-hmm. Like, if if somebody had – I said to, when we were – this is one of Zach's movies. Like, he loves this movie. Mm-hmm. So when we were watching it, I said – I would have loved this if somebody put it in front of me as a kid, but yeah. nobody did. So Got like, it. It, it just wasn't there yep. for me, but even without that, like nostalgia, I don't think it hurt it at all. It, I think that's cause I think Mel Brooks <clears throat> is a bit hit or miss for me as an adult. Yeah. Uh, just cause I think a lot of his, just, uh, some of his humor just doesn't, I don't know. It, it's just not quite my thing. Um, so some of those movies that everybody else loves, I'm kind of like, I, I understand why you do, but it, yeah. you know, but Young Frankenstein, I agree, is one that is kind of, 
um, rises above just being a Mel Brooks movie because I think there's a lot more there. There's a lot of style there too, which you don't always get. In his For sure, I thought that too. I'm so yeah. glad you mentioned it because I wouldn't have said anything. I would have forgot. But I, it, I, I, like it would have played good to like eight-year-old me. But mm-hmm. It also plays good to now me, which is cool because it it was a competently made film that that feels accessible. I can see that. Which is yeah. fun, but yeah, I'm glad I watched it finally. I'm really getting. I'm rereading Frankenstein right now for like the third time in three years. Nice. <laughs> so, so I just, just did that right before our Frankenstein episode a few yeah. months back. Really digging into it, yeah. I guess. I'm I'm a big fan of that story, so I'm I'm actively seeking out adaptations. Nice. I think. Um, well, on the note of movies that we would have seen <laughs> when we were eight years old, for <laughs> me, you know what one of those movies would be. What? Well, as I said, when my niece visits, we continue her film education. When last she visited, we watched a little movie called Child's Play. Okay. Which meant this time we had to watch Child's Play Play 2. Yeah. I tell you, I like that one more every time I see it. Yep. The second Uh, one is a sleeper, I think. think Totally. you, You know what's weird? When I think of... So I used to... One, two, and three were kind of around when I was a kid like I didn't see them for the first time as like a a fan of film as an Mm -hmm. adult so what's funny is in my head when I think of Child's Play I actually am thinking of the second one I can see that yeah which is weird no I mean you you, it's not even that you get more Chucky because unlike I think a lot of other franchises that sort of like take more time to tease the villain like I mean you that that is a big part of, of the first Child's Play but in both movies, you get about equal amounts of Chucky. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of style in this movie. The factory is obviously what I think a lot of people's minds go yep. to, because that sequence is great, that design of that. The set design of this movie, because it's not just the factory. The house, right? Yep. So Andy, in this movie, he's in foster care, and he's adopted, temporarily fostered by, Grant. is it Graham Garrett? Is that his name? And Jenny Agar. Garrett Graham? No, 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 no. Um, from uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, Garrett Graham. Garrett right? Graham. Okay, I was close. I just had my yeah, names reversed. Uh, it's the two of them, which is great, and they're they foster kids, and Christina Lee is there, and that's a huge. I know. Yeah. As a kid, I kind of hyperfixated on people with the name Christine, so of course Fair. that's probably a good reason why I would have remembered this. Movie. And further proof of you and my connection from from afar, if you remember, Christina Lisa's other big thing of that era was guesting on Nine or Two and O, yeah, where she played a character named Emily. <gasps> and for me, even though today Emily's a very common name, at the time there were not a lot of Emilys being represented in film, and Emily Valentine was. Like, like a huge thing and I still had friends that would like would call me Emily Valentine so but I was never as cool as Emily Valentine who was really cool um but man Charles did the house okay yeah yep. the house that Andy gets taken to if you actually like just sit back and watch the movie for the decisions made in designing that set they're brilliant it is weird it, there are tchotchkes everywhere there are framed photos that are the colors are like these weird pastels Everything about that, somebody took the care to do. Um, it is a, it is a very underrated movie in that franchise, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like the third one, too. But um, for me, the second one is probably the one I like the most out of the original three. Although I think the first one might be, uh, air quotes, better. Yeah. I, but, like, the second one is it's truly the one I think of when, when people... Yeah. And, I, and I didn't realize it until... 
recently and by recently i mean in like the last decade until i watched them kind of all in order and i went huh none of the stuff i think is in the first one is actually in the first i one. can see that yeah. yeah good times i love those movies me too all right so what else do you got Ugh. um i rewatched they live in the fog but we all know those are good movies um They've re- the fog recently came out on like 4K Ooh, nice. and it looks it looks really good. I've never seen it look this good. Um, I watched Margot. Do you know about Margot? I do not know about Margot. Margot Margo is a- as in M A R G O T. M A R G A. Oh, the Frenchy Margot. Um, yeah, it's I- the it's the okay. it's, it's, I'm surprised you don't honestly because it's the killer smart house. Ooh, okay. Now I remember seeing other people post about this. Yeah. Um, sounds like my jam. Is it my jam? I, I, I liked it. Okay. So I, I will preface by saying my stars and you, anybody who's actually listened to this show for any amount of time knows that our ratings are kind of arbitrary. <laughs> um, I feel like I rate on a sliding scale. Um, so I gave I gave uh, everything everywhere all at once three and a half stars, and I gave Margot four stars. That doesn't mean I think Margot is a is a better no, movie. No, I'm, I'm with you on that understanding. <laughs> you are rating what if you know in what you sat down to watch out of five stars. How much of that to what you wanted did you get? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it's it's about an uh, like. Uh, AI kind of turning on it's an it's the people interacting with it, which is like my shit mm-hmm, fully. I like that, but but like it, what it's different is, is it really gets into like the AI is like an autonomous, active being, like okay. making these choices, deciding to be chaotic and bad, which is so fun. Instead of like it went haywire or a programming error, mm. this AI became sentient enough to know that it wanted to be an asshole, and I loved Ooh. that. I like that. Okay. Not to overhype it because there are, there, some of the effects aren't good and there are parts of it that aren't really, that seem a little like sure. dumb. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's, look at it again. Notice how both of us were like, yeah, we have a few non-horror. Okay, now let's get into our, our unending lists of movies about killer houses and, and such. Yeah. I think that's where my heart burns there too. It's I'm just, <laughs> I, 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 that's my shit. I Killer it. AI is, is great. And I was so pleasantly surprised by it. So mm-hmm. like, if anybody said they didn't like it again, I would never fault anybody. But I think they're, as far as like, you know, you, you watch a lot of garbage horror. Oh, God, Sometimes yeah. the ideas aren't well thought out or fully fleshed yep. or like interesting enough to, to really justify the fact that you made a 90 minute movie about it. Yeah. This, I feel like, really held up. Nice. So, on that note, a movie that, um, you, the definition of, of stupid horror. <laughs> Look, man, you make a movie that uh, is about giant mosquitoes gone bad. Um, I'm, I'm going to watch it. It's Mosquito from 1990. It's on Shutter now. Uh, 1990? 1990. So, this is like... See, I kind of love um, creature feature movies from that, from like between 90 and 93. Like Tix is another one that I would very much compare to Mosquito because it was like the final round before CGI became affordable and terrible. So Mosquito is very bad. Uh, It is one of those movies where when you look on IMDb, you'll notice that like characters aren't listed as names. It's like... 
the main character, the main character's boyfriend, um, the man who gets killed by mosquito. Like this was not a high production. The uh, first bit of IMDb trivia is like the guy that was supposed to do the special effects left for cigarettes and never came back. And like that's kind of the clearly there was a lot more to this movie. Gunnar Hansen is in it. He's the big name. Yeah, he has a mullet in this that. movie. Uh, make of that what you will. It is like the thing too. Like it's really just gross. Like there is a scene where there is a couple and they are having sex in a tent and that's fine. Um, the woman is much more attractive than the man, which again, we all watch movies. We're used to that. But like, why do they have to do a close up of like hot dogs that are on a plate and then their naked bodies roll over on the hot dogs. And it's like a close up of naked bodies and a hot. And they're like the grossest hot dogs you've ever like thought of. And now you have to see them on somebody's body. Um, anyway, uh, the mosquitoes themselves at times look pretty cool. Like they're puppets, they're gooey. The effects then get ridiculous. Like a lot of it is, um, let's say if you watch this and Clash of the Titans close together, um, <laughs> you're going to say like, oh yeah, this was, this was the same era in some ways. There, there are scenes that are laughable in how some of the gore is done, but some of it's cool. It's all really gross. Uh, yeah. I kind of liked it. It's very stupid. If you want a creature feature, there are not many from that era for good reason. <laughs> Mosquito for is a real. very good example of why there weren't many, but I still enjoyed it. As far as creature features and like, especially bug, big bug yeah. ones, I t- I tend to go earlier, like mm. oh, for like a, like a comic kind of okay. yeah, like um, actual good movies. <laughs> so, but like I'm not really familiar with this. Um, I watched this. This it reminds me of this uh, mosquitoy movie I watched because my mom made me, and I wish I could remember the name mm. of it now because it seems like a very similar setup of giant bugs. I don't know. I have to look into that. Yeah, find find out. I didn't like it, but. <laughs> but it's this still is, there aren't many and i'm kind of a completist it's so that kind of it's an interesting it. like because that used, that one was like at like a gathering right like a barbecue or party or um it's it's very like it's one of those movies that clearly was written as they went along so it's oh, summertime okay. and i guess they were like where they had to film was kind of like a public park and the characters that you're finding following it's like it's her first day on the job as a park ranger so they're driving to the park where she's gonna ranger at um so that's where the summerness came in oh and Gunnar hansen just robbed a bank so he's gonna crash into them and that's a new thing interesting see i just tried to search for bug movies mosquito came up but the one i'm thinking of doesn't Ah, i'll I'll put my all right my thinking cap on keep looking into that one What else you got? Um, so I watched a movie called Who Invited Them. Uh, You know what's really funny? Um, I had opened up Margot on IMDb, and I think Who Invited Them is the first movie that they list after that as far as similar movies. I think they came out, like, if not the same weekend, like, very close in proximity. Oh, perhaps because there's a character named Margot in that movie. (laughs) There is a character named Margot. Um, this one was okay. I like Ryan Hansen a lot, um, be, you know, because of everything, but mostly Veronica Mars. But um, and he's in it, which which is great. I what did I? I gave it three stars. So it was good, mm-hmm. but it was not particularly memorable. It doesn't feel like it was like this really outside the box concept okay. that was executed in an interesting way. Um, but like, it was fine. It was uh, people move into a house, have a housewarming party. People show up that they don't know, and they have they have a nefarious reason for being there, and you know you don't know what's going to happen. It's very intriguing. Mm. 
Okay. I thought it was fine. I I don't know like if you're if you're like if you like Home Invasion or like takes on Home Invasion, mm-hmm. I think I it's a definite watch. But like if there, are, I think there are probably like ten other movies I could recommend to okay. you well, if you were just looking for a ten. Eventually, movie. I will watch those ten and get to this one, so I will keep that on my radar. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, Home Invasion ish one. This Ooh. is a Shutter one, and I wonder if you've seen this. Uh, Good premise, good set, good cast, and pretty meh in the end. The Long Night. Mm. So, good poster. If so. you look at Shudder, you'll see it and be like, if you read the, the premise, you'd be like, oh, maybe I want to watch that. Scout Taylor Compton, who is the best thing in the movie, who's actually very good in this. I like um, her. So, it's her and her boyfriend, and they she was adopted, and she's trying to find out more about her birth family. I have watched this trailer. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like a really kind of complicated setup to clearly get to a setting that they had. And the setting is this sprawling plantation. So they go down there um, because the private detective is down there and has told them to come. I think like it's not even like, oh, you're, I found your family. They're here. It's like, oh, no, we're supposed to meet him at his house. And like, oh, there's a lot of weird detail this, to this movie that doesn't go anywhere. Um because basically, ultimately, they're at the house. Uh, Deborah Kara Unger and a bunch of other people in black robes are outside trying to get them. Uh, and it's just one night of trying to get them. And obviously, that could be great. It's As a premise, it's fine if you have the style to do something with it. Um, there's very little style. This movie is very hard to see very quickly. Mm-hmm. It just gets very dark and you can't tell who's who. Um, it does really strange things where... It seems to be establishing. I'm going to spoil this movie a little bit. I don't recommend it. It's, I mean, again, if it, the premise appeals to you, it is not terrible. It is professionally made. It just seems to be not understanding what it could do. Yeah. Um, you, you're introduced to this couple. And right off the bat, the guy is clearly a douchebag. Uh, the first thing, it's like, she's like, oh, I have news about my family, so we're going to drive down there and see them next week. Okay, great. Why don't we first stop on the way to the Hamptons to visit my family? First of all, the Hamptons is on the way to nothing, if you're uh, first especially going to south. And she's like, oh my god, you want to introduce me to your family? Wow. So you're like, oh, okay, I'm getting, I'm understanding who these people are, they're together, they live together, but she hasn't met his family yet. Then credits, then cut to their driving down south to the house and she's in a bad mood he's like come on why are you still mad she's like you treated me like shit in front of your family and you're watching this you're like what okay that that's a lot of information to pack up front and then a little bit into the movie at one point when they know they're being hunted uh he's alone and the phone rings and it's the people outside hunting them who say give us the girl and we'll let you go and he hangs up. Of course, he's like, no, no, no. But you're like, oh, that's where this movie is going. He is going to sacrifice her. He's, he's going to pick himself. Mm-hmm. And you're like waiting for that the whole movie. And he doesn't, but he doesn't really like do much else. And it's one of those like, you're just watching the whole movie. You're like, I, what is this relationship? Why why did you work so hard to make this relationship? To establish it. Yeah, yeah. And then to not do anything with it. It was just strange choices that made it really hard for me to like, 
I, this was a movie I was rooting for. Like, you know, when you feel like, oh, no, we can do yep. this. We can do this. Like, I, you know, like the, the waiter is like really bad, but you really like, you're, no, no, like, I'm going to still give you a good tip. Like, it, it's fine. We're going to work together. But then like, you're waiting 20 minutes and the waiter just never comes back with your water. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, man. Like, that's how I felt about this movie. That's how I felt about Margot. I yeah. completely understand. Like, you, you're rooting for it because it has some good elements some good structure and then it doesn't do anything yeah it was very upsetting yeah yeah Uh, another one on shutter that and this is where you had (laughs) talked about this movie um in a way that that you were like you didn't like it but you were also kind of like i don't know like maybe give it a try i was like and i i'm a sucker for these kinds of movies i watched it and i was like yeah it's not so good either uh the twin Oh, okay, yeah. I yeah. had to think for a second. The Teresa Palmer yeah. uh, family loses a twin, so but they have the other twins. They go somewhere in the Nordic area, and weird things happen. And again, like, man, you have this beautiful setting. You have a good cast. You have a great house. You got stuff going, and then you just decide you didn't understand how to tell this story. There's so yeah. many loose ends that don't go anywhere. And then they just stop the entire movie to tell you about the twist that you probably saw coming at some point. Like, yeah. 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 It, that, that to me was a fumble for sure. Yeah. Like I wanted that to, it reminded me of that movie. I probably said this when I first talked about it, the one with the woman that's, that plays uh, the granddaughter in the new Halloween movies where she has son. a kid. Yep. Yeah. Son. son. Yeah. It, it was just like, we're, I feel like we're so close. Yeah. Like you got the... it. You could do this. You just needed step back and look at what you actually had and understand what to do with it. What are we doing here? Come yeah. on. Objective. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, but you did g- give me another one that you recommended and I watched it and I loved it. And that was, uh, Ramallah Garai's yes. Amulet. I had a feeling this is what you're going to say, because I think I saw on the internet you watched it. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. Like, let's get weird, people. Come yeah. on. Be let's weird. Dig into it. Let's have something to say. Let's yeah. um, let's find a really different uh, angle into a story that you've kind of seen before, but you yep. actually haven't. Uh, it surprised me. That ending is... I did not quite see where it was going. Like, you're following along, so it's not like you know, rug pull out from under you. You're just kind of like, ooh, ooh, okay. Oh, I like this turn. This is good. Yeah. 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 And I like, I feel like we could do a whole episode on it. Yeah. I I liked the fact that we were presented with our, our protagonist, which is which is the, the male mm-hmm. yep. in the story. Yep. And we're shown things that he did kind of almost in like an, like a non-judgmental or omnipotent way. Like yes. this is the facts of what happened, but we're still aligned with him. So there's a part of us that wants to be okay with him as a person yeah. and that empathizes with him as a person, but then he still has is capable of terrible things. So, and the movie really deals with that. It, I think it did something that you're, you're absolutely right. It is a really unusual way to give you a main character. Yes. Because I think in most movies like this, it and especially horror, like you wouldn't necessarily be following the man. Like there is actually, I mean, we will cover this one day, I think, because the fact that it is a female writer director using a man to be kind of your your eyes into this story is a really interesting choice that goes. It's kind of counterintuitive, mm-hmm. but she does it in a way that you're right. Like it's not telling you he's a good guy it's not telling you he's a bad guy it's 
okay, here's everything. Here, we're not. You can see what what's going on. You can make your you're following him because he's kind of the guy yeah. you have to hang on to. But make your own decisions as you do. Yeah, it's. I don't know why more people aren't talking about this one. I know, and and when I first said that I was watching it, I think I got a couple of like, oh, I hope you like it, and Man. and and I kind of get that because that ending. Not to talk about it too much, but that ending is really weird. It's it's aggressively weird. Yeah, I loved it. And, <laughs> and if, I, me too. And if you if you're not on board for that weird turn, I can get it losing you. But also, not to generalize an entire gender, but if you are like a dude watching that, I could see maybe approaching it from a defensive place Fair. because it really does say like it. I and I I, I personally really liked that it presented a terrible thing that has been perpetrated by a, a guy whose story you get. Mm-hmm. And then it says that doesn't excuse it. Yeah. And, and I loved that, but I could see somebody see, getting defensive. Mm-hmm. Like when a woman says that if you're in a relationship with her and you, you, you force her to have sex, that's rape. And then men get really like, like edgy well, because they've actually done yeah. that. Yeah. Because that's them. It's, it's like that. a different level, you know, it's not the same. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I really like how it took this like really high level approach yeah. <laughs> to that and, and said like, Oh, okay. But you can't erase that terrible thing. And, mm-hmm. and at some point, you know, justice will come for you. Right. And I, and I really like that. And yeah. I just thought it was so aggressively weird and you're right. Yeah. Not at all what I expected, but not like in a, in a, this doesn't make sense way. Like all the beats made sense. It just, I didn't expect it to go that way. Yeah. It's, and it's such a remarkable first film. Oh my uh, gosh. That's true. And just by somebody that I'd never in a million years would have expected this person. I know as a very good actress yep. that this is the movie she's going to make. And again, writer and director. How exciting is it? Yeah. Too? Like now I'm like, I'm very invested. Like I want to know you. I know. You're very weird and angry and that's cool. I Let's know. Talk. I really <laughs> hope she stays in the genre. I hope she does. That's, that's another really good point. What a strange genre to pick to like get out there. Right. Like really. Oh, what a fun person. Yeah. And I tell you, I have a new theory that, um, uh, that actually applies to a few of the other movies on my list. I think now the, um, where a, a movie ends up streaming is really determines often how it is taken and who and if in particular horror I'll focus on horror whether or not the horror community gets behind a genre movie depends mm-hmm. on where it ends up because uh, movies that are on Shutter I think automatically everybody's like all right I'm gonna give a fair shake to it it's on Shutter so it's got to be something whereas. Uh, there's a few movies on my list that were on Amazon Prime that I'm like, this is really good and nobody is saying anything about it because it was on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I think Amulet's one of those movies. It, was, it, it ended up on Hulu and there have been, there's good stuff on Hulu, but there rarely really does Hulu, like, with the exception of something like Prey, you, you're you not getting that same genre audience who's, to think about Hulu in that way. Mm-hmm. Um and with Netflix at this point, like people just, I feel like the horror community just has no respect for Netflix whatsoever. Nope. And what nope. was that movie that you and I both really liked? The gamer movie. Um, oh, um, oh, gosh. The, 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 the you lose or yep. damn it. Whatever that, there was a movie, choose or die, choose or die. That was it. 
which like was perfectly love, fine and really yeah. fun. You and I both really liked it. It was really fun. I think if that was on Shutter, people would real like our people would really like it. But because it was on Netflix, nobody in the horror community wanted to talk about it. And it just, like, ends up, get, like, thudding with non-horror fans. Like, I think that's been happening more and more. And Amulet, I think, is a perfect example. I think people, especially because Shudder has a really strong female representation. Yeah. And, like, people would lose their shit over Amulet if it was being watched by those people. I, I agree. And I, I wonder, it, too, because one of my favorite movies of the year still is Fresh. Mm. And that's a Hulu movie. Yep. Um, so I am, I am kind of begrudgingly have to say that Hulu has kind of given me some of the stuff I like the most this year, yeah. which is not what I expected. We actually have a Hulu subscription. Like for a long time, we didn't even bother, but then all of a sudden I was like, is, is this stuff good? Yeah. No, they have a good selection. Did you watch Prey? Yes, I yeah. did. I just, I don't know why I didn't bring it up, but yes. No, it's, I mean, I, I guess I'd consider it horror. You can put it in action. Um, I mean, again, great. Like, I probably didn't... I don't think Predator is the franchise for me in a lot of ways. Mm, I I like it, but it's not something I'm ever going to, like, go completely crazy for. But, I mean, exactly what I would want in a Predator movie. Like, yeah, give it a new setting. Go at it at a time that I haven't seen this story told, and I think it did great. I liked it a lot. I mean, I think everything that that can be said has been said about it at this point. Of course I liked it. And we watched it in the the Comanche. Um, Oh, nice, nice. Origin, like that's how we watched it so eventually maybe i'll watch it in the not that way um but like i found it very effective and fun and enjoyable yeah. and satisfying so very, very satisfying them. i think is the exact word i would use for yeah. it yeah i was satisfied by it yeah. which i can't say about a lot of like prequels requels sequels sure. of of established franchises that they sometimes don't understand what they're doing and i think mm-hmm. this was really successful agreed um, I got a few more. You you want to throw in one of yours? Sure. I didn't like this movie. Ooh. Um, it's called Ten by Ten, and it's the n- numeral ten with a little X and the numeral ten. X. And I'm going to tell you, okay. don't name your movies things like that. Oh, gosh, that's a lot of ma- and it's also math. Like, is it ten? Is it a hundred? Is it ten squared? Like, well, have me upset. It's a. It's about. It's in reference to the size of a room. Okay. Okay. So I'm that there. if that helps, mm-hmm. it was um. It was on my radar because Luke Evans is in it, and I'm just just yeah. on my on my way to watching every Luke Evans movie. I can see that he's he's one of those actors who, even if he's not always in the best material, he is giving something very interesting in everything he's in. I do enjoy him quite a bit, and, and very the, handsome. His foil is Kelly Riley. Do I know her? Um, him? She's her, him. redhead and pretty, and I like her. Okay. So I was like, okay, there are things here, and I believe it's directed by a woman. So I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go. Um, very disappointing, very messy, didn't really make any sense. There's a twist that a, a twist, I'd say, but I, it's very obvious what they're gonna do pretty early on, and it's not not satisfying at all, mm. and not well executed. And I'm kind of disappointed. It has a pretty low letterbox score, so I don't think I'm the only one. Sure. But I was really rooting for it. Yeah, I get it. Um, here's a movie I was rooting for that I probably ended up liking more than most of the internet, but still wasn't particularly good on, I think this ended up on Peacock, they, them, or I'm sorry, they slash them. I have not watched it because I I heard it was so offensively bad. I wouldn't, I don't know. I, maybe I just have a, um, I mean, we know that I'm softer on a lot of movies than it. Look, it, um, first of all, 
props for the title. I think that is a brilliant title. I, I think that is maybe they should have stopped there. I don't know. Um, it this is the uh, queer conversion camp slasher, mm-hmm. which again on paper is a great idea. And I think the young cast is great. I think everybody in the movie is good. Kevin Bacon is great in this. Yeah. And the way they, even the way they establish this camp, it's like, okay, yeah, like, it's it's terrible, but they don't just make them easy monsters. Like, there's stuff going on. They're not just there to bash a Bible over these kids. Like, there, there's like, okay, no, they, they could have gone a very easy route here, and they didn't. Um, it is very nice to see a lot of representation. All the young actors are people that... I'm sure we'll now get more work, but otherwise like would never be in these kinds of movies. It, the problem is just that it's not scary in any way. Like as a, as an actual slasher, I, I, I can't imagine. And again, I'm not somebody that's like, Oh, I always, I'm, I'm not trying to identify the killer quickly. It's really pretty obvious who's doing the killing, I think, mm-hmm. or I, at least for me it was. And then it does that thing. Um, I'm just going to call it the helpful ghost trope, if you will. I love of, helpful ghosts. It's not, I, I don't mean like it's a helpful ghost. It's not. But I mean that thing where you realize, oh, the people whose side I'm on are safe from all of this. Mm. So it's like, okay. And like, and that's not even a spoiler. You realize it pretty quickly based on who is being killed. So I don't know. It wasn't, I, I'm, I'm, it's interesting to me how much people hated this. Yeah. That I don't really get, but I guess if you wanted a slasher and that's what was sold to you, then yeah, it was kind of a shitty slasher. There's there's no real scares. There's very poor um pacing of any scary scene. Like you don't really see much violence, but it's not like it's trying to pull back. I think it just doesn't know how to execute it. Uh it it's not a good horror film, but it is not a terrible film. I guess, at least in my opinion. Is, would would you? Are you recommending this to me? <sighs> um, I'd be curious what you think. Okay. I don't. I think Zach's been curious about it. Yeah, um, I, I don't think you're gonna walk away from it being like that was the worst shit I ever saw. Like, I think you yeah. might think like, I think they tried and they failed. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm curious. I think for spooky, if you are watching a whole bunch of, especially if you're just trying to do like a horror movie thing, like. Yeah, throw this in the list. If you're, if it's one of thirty, it might not hit you as hard one way or the other. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hmm. I've got a few more. What else do you have? <clears throat> um, I have some that I don't even really want to talk about. But um, I watched a movie, and this is this is a lukewarm uh, recommendation. It's called Hypochondriac. Okay. Have you heard of it? I don't think I have. I feel like I would so remember it, that title. It centers on a gay couple, hmm. which I love. Yeah. And um, the protagonist is played by Zach Via, who was uh, in the American Horror Story 1984. He was the serial killer whose name I can't think of right now, okay. but I don't care. Okay. I love him. Basically, long story short, I find him ridiculously handsome and really charismatic. So he's in a horror movie, and I'm like, let's fucking go. Unfortunately, I find it to be it. It was a little forgettable. Mm. It was a little derivative, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't worth watching. And his performance was really good. Oh, okay. um, a young Potter's life devolves into chaos. <laughs> I mean, who amongst us, young Relative, Potters, right? have not had that happen to them? But. As he loses function of his body while being haunted by the physical manifestation of his childhood trauma. Okay, okay, I mean, I'm there, I'm there, uh-huh. 
It's like it's like they somebody slipped a note under my door and said, "Hey, we made a movie for you." So, <laughs> so we know maybe, all about your pottery classes. Maybe my expectations were a little high. I don't think they were, but I just feel like it it maybe didn't push as far as it could have. But mm. again, if you if you cross by like pass by it and think like this sounds interesting, you should watch it. Okay, good to know. Um, I'm gonna let me dive into the two Amazon ones that I mean one was better than the other but and they both I put them together because they both have that similar setup that if you read the description you'd quickly be like is it 2007 again because they're both like people wake up in a room with something implanted in them and they have to fight to survive yeah and both of these are from like three years ago so that's back and I have no problem with it because as much as some of those movies most of those movies are are not very good um you know, it, it's one of those things like, yeah, oh, oh, it's a movie about strangers who awaken and they have to, like, unsolve an escape room to not be tortured to death. Yeah, I'll watch that shit. Um, the thing with these two movies, one is not as good as the other. So I'm gonna, I'll am i go with that one first. This was a game called, movie called Head Game. And if you look at the poster, it's like exactly, again, what you'd think of in a slightly post-Saw world of a bunch of, like, very physically fit people wake up in a warehouse and they have this thing in the middle of their head and it's like, okay, whoever gets out first will live. Everybody else either has to kill each other or is going to have their head like be acid and explode. Oh, um, okay. It's that kind of movie. <laughs> I kind of liked it. It's not, it's not great, but it's, if that is the, if you like that premise, and obviously I do, a lot of horror fans do, a lot of horror fans do not. But if the same way some people are like, yeah, I'll, oh, it's a zombie movie, I'll watch it. For me, like, yeah, I'll watch one of those movies that's, like, sort of torture porn, but not torture porn, but, like, the setup of a torture porn. Yeah, that's um, true. You do like those. I do. And it's got a game element because all these people have been, like, kind of kidnapped and dropped in. And there are very rich people watching them and betting on them. And what this does, interestingly, a few things. Um, the They establish at the beginning, like, that you should like this one person. The first thing, like, they introduce her, and the first thing she does, there's a spider crawling on her desk, and she, like, carefully puts it in a jar and puts it outside. You're like, oh, okay, good. I like, love her. Yeah, right? Like, instantly, <laughs> you're like, oh, hey, she's cool. I'm with her. I'm, I'm going to root for her. And you do. And she's, like, throughout everything, she's, like, you're Katniss. She's the one that's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm not going to kill people. I'm going to help them. But if you fuck with us, I am I know how to fuck back with you. Like, great. Um it does that well. It has that element of like, oh, who's watching them? Now I'm, I'm intrigued by that. And it is paced in a way where you kind of think like, okay, I know how this goes, right? We get to the very end, suddenly the clock ticks, and then the movie ends and this and that. Maybe we get like a quick denouement of what happens next. But like it actually ends quicker than that and gives you like much more time with the post what happens in that wacky video game setup which i was not expecting and was interesting and again has a good kicker at the end so it's this like i don't think you would really like this i don't Mm. think most people would like this movie but the few that are out there that do watch the stuff that looks like it's not going to be good but maybe it will be good on amazon like try head game you might like it the <laughs> I have to be very honest about my no. recommendations. I'm aware that my taste is dubious. No, no, I think I think we both put qualifiers on things. Yes, and very I think much. that's because we're both very aware that it's an opinion. Yeah, and, well, and that our <laughs> and particularly that I think our opinions, especially when you get into this more, more of these like specific niches of horror, yep. which is already niche enough, 
that we have different standards for this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like, like, yes, if, if, oh, if there's a helpful ghost, oh, if there's like, I'm, yeah. oh, best movie I've ever seen. Oh, if you manage to take me by surprise, best movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily the other people's quali- yeah. qualifiers. Um, and on that, the next one, oh. I think, is one of those movies that if it were on Shudder, people would talk about. <gasps> and I really like this movie. It is called Meander. Um, I've not even heard of it. Of course you haven't. It is a low budget. Um, I, it is in English, but also French. Like I, I'm guessing it was like a. F- it feels Canadian in some ways. Yeah. Um, the actress is French, so at times she's when she's talking to other people, she's speaking English. But when she is alone, which she is in most of this movie, she's speaking French. She's great. It's another one of those actresses who probably was a model who has a really good striking presence and who has to basically act against herself for most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's And again, if you looked at the premise, which of course I did, and I was like, okay, a woman gets, a woman like hitchhikes with the wrong guy and wakes up in a confined space made of tubes and has to fight to survive. Again, it sounds terrible, but it sounds like the kind of thing I'm going to really enjoy. Um, and it is a really, uh, like, it, this is kind of a horror movie, but also kind of sci-fi and also kind of metaphysical in some ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the premise. She hitchhikes. Um, she wakes up. She is in this sort of, a lot of Hunger Games today, but kind of like a Hunger Gamesy outfit. There is a clock on her on her wrist that is doing, like, she'll turn a corner and there'll be a countdown. And she's got to basically, like, get out of this space before it goes on fire or wires come and cut or some kind of trap goes off. And so you're like, okay, that I know that setup, kind of cubish, kind of, um, uh, kind of saw, but it's really not. Like, it takes a turn where you get to something where you realize, like, oh, this isn't, this is not a mean horror film. And I think that's really important because the setup and the first half hour is making you think you are going to get the kind of movie that is going to end with her getting out and then immediately getting shot. Like, mm-hmm. like that kind of story. And it is not that at all. It turns at a certain point to where like, oh, this is a little bit about a movie about grief. It's about depression. It's about maybe suicide and maybe not suicide. And Wait, what is this called? Meander. M-E-A-N-D-R-E or E-R, depending on, like, the title on the screen was one way and on the Amazon was the other way. So, again, that's why I think it's not an an American production. Interesting. It sounds good. It's, like, I'm rooting for people to watch it, but with the caveat of, please watch it all the way through. Like, Mm -hmm. don't give up 20 minutes in when you think it's going to be a a torture-y movie. It's not. Mm -hmm. But it takes a really long time to kind of figure out what it's doing and it, I, it, like I turned the corner watching this where I'm like I thought I knew what I was getting and I really am getting something much more interesting he- much heavier and much, much I love more that, thoughtful though. and there's a great design um to where there are visuals in this movie that could not have been made on a big budget I, I cannot believe this cost much to make and yet um there is a lot done with some things that I have never seen before that they managed to do in like, and again, this is where when we get into maybe I, I'm going to say, I think this movie made me a little less impressed with Nope. 
in some ways. Interesting. Um, I can't wait to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I really want you to watch it. I, and Because I don't know anybody else that's seen it. If it was on Shutter, I think everybody would watch it. But it, I don't know. I... I got a lot from it. I, I think, it, and it was really satisfying. Like it, it ends on a note that you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I feel, I feel really, like I got so much more than I was bargaining for when I turned on this movie that I thought was just going to be like people dying in weird ways. That's so. the best feeling. Totally. That's the fate. That's the feeling I chase. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want you to watch this. Okay. okay. I don't have Amazon. Yes, you do. I yes. know. Okay. Right <laughs> after we're done with this. Okay, okay, okay. You are okay. going to, I'm going to make sure that you're connected because I'll be right at my computer. So we are not going until okay. we do that. Let me write a note on okay. that so I don't get there. All right. Tell me what's next while I remind myself about Amazon. Well, I don't want to talk about the Hitcher remake from 2007. But Is it I as just, bad as I remember it being? It's amazing. It's <gasps> it's one of the best remakes from that time no. period. No. It is fantastic. Zach convinced me to watch it like years ago. He's like, this is actually really good. You're going to be surprised. And then I was like, oh, this is really good. And then we just rewatched it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it might be amazing. Okay. It so... is. It is. It's obviously <sighs> not as good as the original because the original has so much I going for it. The original is a special, special movie. It it is, but if you can divorce yourself from that <sighs> a little bit, it it's really good. And it's uh, you know Sean Bean is the bad well. Guy. I remember being incredibly attracted to Sean Bean and in that movie, particularly, even though I hated the movie when I saw it. He's really. I'm. I'd be really interested for you to. Re- I'm really <sighs> glad I brought this up. I almost skipped yeah. over it. Um, I'd be interested if you for you to revisit it because I'm curious if you if you feel the same way. Okay, I w- I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna rewatch it. We very rarely disagree that yeah and way. It, again, at this point, I probably saw it uh, what 2009 or so. Like we're we're going back at least probably more than 10 years by a good chunk at this point. So I, I, I might think it might feel play differently. differently. It might play different because Man. I, ironically, I've seen a couple other people who have like counter tastes yep. say like, oh no, Hitcher 2007 is good. Like hmm. recently I've seen two individual people say that. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we, maybe I'm right. Fascinating. Okay. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I, I am, you know, in many ways a different person. So, you know. It, I, it's I, true. And our expectations were different. And I think whether or not we want to admit it, a, a lot of us had feelings about the remakes, the Platinum Dune movies. Yeah. Like, we felt a way. We felt kind of like, and, and and it took me so long to see yeah. it because I didn't like the other ones, really. Well, and The Hitcher in particular is such a grimy movie. Yeah. That sure. when you put, you know, very attractive CW actors in it, immediately... It's a okay, so we didn't get the point of of this movie at all. That I and I know that was a big part of how I felt when I watched it. Yeah. Um but I can also respect that a remake does not have to in any way owe anything to the movie that it is. To the original. Re- yeah. Re- yeah. So I'll I'll revisit. I'm curious. Yeah, mm. I would be curious to hear your thoughts. Mm. And then I have one last one and if you want to go first, I can hold it. Ooh, okay. I have a, a few more. None are okay, do fun. yours, and then I'll do okay, my final Okay, one. I will. Um, all right, so on Tubi, I watched a horror comedy, which is always a hit-or-miss thing, as was this movie, but I feel like you... I'm curious if you've watched it. Blood-sucking bastards? No. Uh, what's his name from Cabin in the Woods is the lead? Is it Fran... Can Fran Can <gasps> Fran Can? I love him. Hold on, have I not seen this? He's usually... good in it. He and he is the problem with this movie that I had is that this is a basically it's the Office with vampires. Um, 
everybody works in an office and everybody is awful, like actively awful to where my problem at the start was like, oh, I hate everybody in this movie, except for this guy, I guess. But like these people are not... The movie is very much about how, like, oh, office life is so hard, is so terrible. But it's like, no, no, no. It doesn't have to be if you're not an asshole. These people are just assholes. But then there's a vampire. Peter Pascal. And he is wonderful in this. He comes in. He is the vampire. He comes in. He's a vampire. And the joke is kind of that, like, oh, yeah, people can turn into vampires and you wouldn't notice. Or that, like, it would actually be better for the company because then you're more productive. Um, It, it's like a mild recommend. I didn't love it. There was one or two moments where I did laugh out loud, uh, one of which is particular to me because there's a great moment where, like, everybody's been turned into a vampire and they're fighting the few survivors and the, like, middle manager is, like, looking at Pedro Pascal who's, like, being like, should we, like, jump in? He's like, no, 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 they're marketing. It's okay. I'm like, oh, okay, that's funny. Um, But overall, like, I don't know. It wasn't as – I didn't find it as funny and part of it was because I just hated everybody in it. But um, I don't know if you if you are looking for more office based horror, which I know you and I both enjoy. I do like it. Yeah, it, it's in the, it's on that list, and it does some some cool things. But overall, I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I get yeah. that. Uh, on Amazon, a movie that I would actually recommend to nobody unless you really hate. Well, no, 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 that's not true at all. If you're okay, there's a movie on Amazon called At Granny's House. Here's the thing. There's no grandmother in this movie. Um, so strike one. Strike two is that this is a very terrible movie. <laughs> strike one. Strike one. Strike. Now, now ball one is that um, this movie is basically like a slightly better, not say version of, but if you watched the movie The Room and you're like, I kind of want to watch more movies like in this vein. Mm-hmm. At Granny's house kind of feels very room-like. Why is it called that, though? Because it's an old woman. She might be a grandmother, but they never established this. There's an old woman who's not that old. But, like, the great thing, like, she talks about, well, in the war, we used to take in soldiers. You're like, no, this lady's, like, 65, and it's 2010. So what war is she talking about? But anyway, um, her son is like, oh, you need somebody to, you need, like, a a home health aide. So he gets her home health aide who hates people that talk on their cell phones. So the home health aide uh, and this old woman kind of bond, like they get along. And the home health aide is then like, you know what we should do? We should, there's a web service out there called rentmybed.com where strangers that are passing through towns and need somewhere to stay can come here and sleep, sleep here for a night. And the old lady's like, okay, that sounds great. So then they just have, like, travelers come and stay with them. And every time a traveler is, like, on his cell phone when talking to them, the movie will do that thing where, like, the music turns on and, like, the home health aide's eyes narrow. And then she kills him. And then a couple come and the woman is on her phone, but the guy isn't. So she kills the woman, or actually her and the guy kill the wife. And then her and this guy just have sex for the rest of the movie. And that guy is played by the (laughs) writer-director. So this is the best movie. This is kind of the best movie. And you see why I'm saying it's kind of like The Room. Like, you have this kind of schlubby actor who gets a lot of sex scenes with a topless, much more attractive, younger actress. And their, like, story doesn't make any sense. You do not understand why she's attracted to him. You have no idea why she's killing people. Because she's not robbing them. She's not... You And the best thing, you have no idea how much the, the not-grandmother knows and doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And... 
it is bizarre and terrible and very cheaply made, but like clearly committed to being a movie. You know when a movie just is like clearly trying to be a movie? Yeah. This movie really wants to be a movie. And it, for, it is in it. the end. Yeah. yeah. So again, I feel like everything I've said about this is going to make a lot of people say, I should watch that. You should. It's on Amazon Prime at Granny's house. Spoiler alert. There, She does not have grandkids as far as I can tell. What a strange title. I know. And all they had to do was at some point have her like look at a picture and be like, yeah, my grandkids, I don't see them often. Done. Then at least I wouldn't be so mad about that. But it's a sticking point. And we'll get to that title issue when we talk about Orphan, but that's a different story. I have such a problem with that. I know. I know. I know. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. It's okay. No, I know. Because believe me, I could like write an essay on on my issue with the titling of that movie. We'll get there. Um, I have three more. So I'm going to run through them. Uh, another one on Shudder that is like the reverse of um, like a meander being on Amazon is this movie being on Shudder because I feel like this, this movie was on a different platform people might like get it more but because it's on Shudder it's probably being watched by people who are like why is this on Shudder it is hashtag like it has nothing to do with hashtag horror I love uh, hashtag horror. I know, me too. Uh, so hashtag like, it is um, clearly, again, low budget, independent film, female writer-director. Uh, story is a teenager whose younger sister, uh, the movie is coy about, was she kidnapped? Was she murdered? Is she missing? Did she um, die by suicide? But basically her younger sister was somehow like very badly bullied in a kind of social media, maybe sexual predator thing. And so this girl is has been trying to find this guy. And she doesn't know him. She just knows his online presence. And she's trying to find him. And she does. Um, and her mother goes away. So she's able to kidnap this guy. And again, you think, okay, this is going to be kind of a hard candy-esque thing. But it is not. It is very much about this girl who has been through a lot and does not know what to do with all of those feelings and might not actually be right about who this man is. And it's just kind of that. It's very much a portrait of a teenage girl in extreme grief and trauma. It's good. Um, It is not the best, but it's good. The lead actress is great. Um, There's a lot of good style. There's a lot of good performances. And again, a movie that is clearly um, just a, a very small story. It's just not, it's a horror in that it's kind of, it's upsetting because you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you and I were teenage girls once. Being a teenage girl is a horror movie in itself. Truly. Um, but it's one of those like, I wonder if it is helping or hurting this movie to be on Shutter because it is not really fitting to that catalog. Whereas I think if it was like randomly on Hulu and people caught it as a, oh, this independent film like shows a lot of promise. Yeah. Also, to go back to what I said about 10 by 10, I I get it. Name your stuff what you got to name your stuff, but I'm having a fucking hell of a time finding it on IMDb because and I had to I had to Google it to get IMDb to open it because I can't find it. What I had to do for IMDb was the like writer director name was like easy to remember because it was like Sarah Rich or something very simple. I I searched by her and I found the movie. Like it was too hard to just find it on IMDb that way. Hmm. Yep. I mean, it sounds kind of good. I think you would like it. I, I would actually recommend it to you. Like unlike um I don't know head game like this one might be up your alley. Yeah, it sounds good. All right, two more left. Uh, one is an older film from '87, I think. Uh, d- d- this 
there's a lot to say about oh, it. Oh, and Michael Wincott's brother is in it, so I'm sold because he looks enough like him yeah, <laughs> that okay. I can dissociate. There you go. <laughs> Seek it out. I, I, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on it. Um, all right, so 1987's The Believers with Martin Sheen. Have you ever seen this? I feel like this is one that people might have written about and you might have come across. Uh, no, John but, Schleichinger directed. But I know about it. And yeah. I've never seen it. It's, I mean, it's a lot. It's a movie that is very of its time. It is a very New York movie. Uh, Martin Sheen is a, uh, like, he's a psychiatrist who treats police officers. Mm -hmm. And he moves to New York with his son because he has been widowed. Because in the opening scene, his wife steps in milk and has a faulty coffee machine and gets electrocuted. The screenplay is by Mark Frost. Yes! Thank this you for saying is, that, because I wanted to remember to say that, and I kept forgetting. So, I, I'm, this is just, there are a couple things that can oh, yes. really and quickly look at this cast. me on Look something. at this cast. Yeah. Oh, it gets I'm, better. I'm fully sold by that. Oh, wow. Look yeah. at everybody. I know. A baby Jimmy Smith, uh, yeah. Robert Loja, um, Martin Sheen, who is great in the movie. It, 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 now, this is one of those movies that's like, I don't know. It, it's, uh, yeah. It's worth watching because it, yes. it is not bad. Like, there's a lot going on. There's uh, so many people that you're like, oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. It is very New York. Like, they find a dead body in Central Park. They're, like, up in Harlem on 125th. Like, you'll get so much New Yorkness from it. It is also one of those movies that you're like, yeah, nobody involved in making this movie should have been the ones involved in making this movie. Because it's about voodoo. It's about, yeah, um, like, Afro-Cuban Christian, like... All of that, and it's one of those things that you're like, oh, this this feels like a really kind of insensitive, irresponsibly made Law and Order episode to an extent. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like it's treating, you know, there's like the villain or like kind of like the henchman villain is a black Cuban actor, I think, who like looks exotic, and the movie makes him look more exotic and plays music whenever he comes by, and you're watching it, you're like, yeah, I feel kind of icky watching this in a way um like it granted there is a reveal and there are aspects of it that is not putting all of the blame on this religion mm -hmm. um the people the real villains if you will are not as obvious or kind of obvious when you get 10 minutes into the movie um but yeah like so there's there's like reasons that you've just you just kind of feel icky watching it to an extent, but it's also kind of cool to watch. Uh, has a good ending, has a good twist. Um, I'm like mixed on recommending it because I don't feel well with it. Yeah. But at the same time, like yeah, if you haven't seen it, like you kind of probably should. I think this is one of the ones that maybe gets mentioned, like Zach mentions occasionally. I bet, I've yeah. and he's always surprised I haven't seen or something. But yeah, it was on. I think Amazon when last I checked. It moves. It this is a streamer hopper. It has been like on my Amazon queue, and it has shown up. Like you know, there's like that little prime check mark that will go and then go away and then go and go away. Yeah. Uh, at one point, it was on Shutter. I think for a brief period, and it was on. It was. De it's definitely on Tubi. But if you don't need to watch it with commercials, why then don't? So it's a recommend because I think it there's a lot there, and I think it's rewarding. Definitely, it just yeah. also you watch it knowing like, oh, but you know, I should I don't know donate to a cause somewhere after watching it. Uh, mm -hmm. And then my last movie before we take a break and go into spoilers, and you give your last movie uh, it was a new another new one, and that was the Black Phone. 
Yeah, I was actually, when you were talking about they, them, I was going to ask if you had watched mm-hmm. this. Um, I'm purposely avoiding it because it sounds like something I don't want. And also I don't really enjoy the person that wrote it. Um, mm. So I was kind of like, not for me, friends. And now a couple of people who I respect have said it's very good. And I was I don't surprised know what to do. <laughs> by how much I liked it. I did not ah! expect to want to like it. Damn I really didn't. I thought... Again, like, I don't know, like, it's, you know, I'm, I've really enjoyed some Joe Hill, haven't enjoyed other Joe Hill. Um, the guys who wrote and directed this did Sinister, which I'm kind of yep. mixed on. They did something Me else too. that I didn't like, and I can't remember what it was. What else did they do? They've done, I, I know that they did Doctor, the first Doctor Strange, which I, which I never saw. They have, like, to me, a very mixed track record and like everybody loves sinister i have a lot of problems with sinister i think there are good sequences in sinister but overall i have problems that other people don't have with that movie Mm -hmm. so i really did not expect much from black phone but again like same thing i had seen people whose opinions i really respect really vouch for it so i'm like all right it's on i think it's on paramount um like yeah let me let me give let me give it a go and i i liked it a lot the kids are great I thought what is the best thing about this movie is how um, there's really good kid acting and kid relationships and kid conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, it uses the time period. It's like set in the late 70s and it uses that well. It doesn't overplay it. It's there because I think part of it is the technology and it gives a certain like griminess that feels appropriate without being heavy handed. Um yeah, I I actually liked it far more than I expected to. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll watch mm-hmm. it. And you had one more, I think. I did. Um, I waited a very long time, but I finally watched Personal Shopper. Oh, um, I still haven't seen Personal Shopper. That's another streamer hopper. It's, it's I think it's on Canopy I, now. I watched it on Canopy. Yep, yep. That's It's on my <laughs> queue there. Because I, I couldn't, it, you're right, it was just, it like, was on I don't know. Hulu for a while, it was on Netflix at first, now now it's on Canopy, okay. So it took me forever to see this, even though it essentially feels like a movie that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sometimes you don't want to watch things that yes. you feel are, are catering to you. I, I watched it by myself, which is very uncommon. I was um, deeply moved by it. Nice. I found it to be beautiful and challenging and sad nice. and Kristen Stewart was wonderful and the setting was weird I just I loved it that's one that in part I have not watched it because I know it's one of those you should sit and watch it in one sitting and without distraction yes and it's been hard for me to muster the energy for that movie to do that yeah I I it's a high recommend but absolutely what you just said yeah. like there's because it's quiet at times, and it's yep. definitely not what you expect. Hmm. And it's kind of upsetting if you get really invested in it, and then it ends, and you feel, like, kind of cold. Mm. <laughs> I felt very affected I by it. I really, really like it. Maybe this will be my next booster movie. Because <laughs> that's what I did when I got the last COVID booster. I just, because the next day I couldn't move. So yeah. I just sat down and watched, like, three of those kinds of movies. Maybe I'll do this then. Yeah, I no. mean, definitely when when you feel ready to watch it, I, I recommend it. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, cool. So why don't we take a quick break and come back and do Yellow Jackets, Orphan, and Nope? Sure. Okay, cool. We'll be back, folks. I'm bringing on my baby. 
finally watched Yellow Jackets. Because now uh-huh. I guess Showtime and Paramount are one thing? That's a whole... Yes, something Maybe happened. something, something, yeah. And you had watched it as well, right? Y- yes, I have I, I have watched it twice. Twi- oh, okay. <laughs> well, because I had to... I had to. I spoke so highly of it, and then Zach wanted to get on board, mm. so I had to watch the majority of it again. Okay, okay. Um, I liked it. Yes. I think my... It was... I, I don't want to say it was, like, really hype for me. I think... Because it wasn't necessarily the hype. It was also... Oh, there is a everything about it sounded like talk about stuff that is made for you. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, you're putting Melanie Linsky in this. Oh, it's about a soccer team. Oh, it's Lord of the Flies. Oh, it's Cannibal. Like all these things are very much on my checklist of stuff that I will watch a movie about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked it a lot. I think the there's a lot of promise. There's a lot of excitement in um like the young actors and who and their counterparts and who else is going to show up and yes like van was my favorite um and then when i found out lauren ambrose is going to play her i kind yes. of like especially was like oh, oh, oh um but there's also a big part of me that always has a fear with mystery box shows and this does feel a little bit like a mystery box show in that way but I have to trust the creatives I want to. more I do want than, to. let's say, the people who made Lost, mm-hmm. who were just kind of going with Winging it. Winging it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have to believe that there is there is thought being play, put to the long game, like mm-hmm. what we're what we're going towards, because episodically, I thought it was really strong. Yes. Um, yes. And and yes, there are concerns because now I'm thinking like, oh, well, if we haven't now, adult Lottie has been cast, but like, well, oh, we're not seeing Lottie, so what does that mean about law? Like, I have to believe that they actually thought about that stuff that I'm thinking about. Yeah. And and I think that and that's what's both like exciting and scary is that it's not based on existing material, so there's like no way to cheat, no way to figure out. Um, but that has been, and and also I forgot to say like spoilers a little bit, like the next couple of things we're going to talk about, we're going to spoil just because that's why we put it in the second half of the show. Um, that, yeah, like you could not have started that season without knowing certain things. Mm-hmm. And I know like, spoiler alert, Hello Jackets, like they said from the beginning to the actress playing Jackie, like, oh, you know, you die. Like you are dead in, in this, like we might bring you back for as the character for flashbacks but like no like you're not going to have an adult counterpart like because you're dead and so yeah like they they must have it laid out they must know who is who in that opening scene that we still don't know mm-hmm. um it's one of those things that like i'm almost like i just hope they have they have like laid out their five-year plan and it stops there and that you know th- there are no lingering things that need to get tied up and stuff so that's well, just kind of my yeah. no and i know and and i have again i have to have trust that these people are smart yeah um i hope i have to i really believe that because of the the talent involved mm-hmm. and the way that they seem to have gone about this yeah. but yeah you need to have a long-term plan and a short-term plan in case you need to bail in case you you find out you're not getting another in case that's where it ends you right, know right you can't you have to plant seeds but you can't plant so many seeds or so many open-ended seeds without without right, knowing that, that there's might, a pull cord if need be you might only get two seasons mm-hmm. and i'm i'm I was really excited that they announced because i was genuinely afraid that they weren't going to get a second season when i first started watching it and i was like this is going to be a big fucking bummer because we're right. never gonna know but i don't know i i hope that so i i guess 
I'm that all that to say, I hope they do have see, very strong, tight seasonal plans, but also a very robust long-term plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they're all great. It's, oh, I, my God. It's everybody, isn't it? It's it, everybody. It is also like, and I don't know how they did it as far as casting and performance. Like, I didn't read much about whether they had like the, the older actresses watch the younger actresses and vice versa. Like, but I mean, the young Natalie and Juliet Lewis in it's it uncanny. is it is and it is so like it's not that they look alike like they nope. do enough but it is so clear that like oh no they get the essence of of this person and that character is so clearly realized yep and just like oh yeah like i i know that girl and like yes this this makes sense like and you're right we don't know the blanks of her life in the last 20 years but there is no doubt that she turned into this person and it is very impressive in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Melanie Linsky is again, like everybody now is like super fan Melanie Linsky. Like, look, I used to watch ever after every day when I worked in a movie theater on my like little quick break. So like, yeah, I've, I've been a Melanie Linsky fan since the beginning. And what I love is how like awful Shauna kind of is in so many ways. And I think that is to me the most interesting thing on that show is that like the whole like we have now we're at that point that like you can flip a little bit like look as women we had to work very hard to get to a point where we could have finally a superhero female movie right mm-hmm. and then we finally got to the point where we could have one that wasn't that good like and there's a part that I look at this as far as like we've had so many properties in a good way about how strong female friendship is and now we get like oh but it's also really fucked up and nobody's meaner to you than your best friend mm-hmm. and I love that <laughs> yeah I, I think that's one of the true signs of progress is when it, it it's easier to say with with r- racial stuff mm-hmm. you, you've it's a true form of progress when not every black person on a sitcom is a judge right like because you know you can you don't have to like people are just people too yes yes but <laughs> like for the that, longest time you couldn't show somebody who wasn't getting representation in a bad light because that's all their representation then is that exactly. they're and that I, way and yeah. i understand that and yes. i'm not faulting that action like if if all of your female if you only get six female protagonists in a year yeah you maybe want to make sure they're like really great wonderful mm-hmm. holistic examples of female protagonists but now that we're getting more you can have messy violent yeah. cynical not great Toxic. people yeah and that's and that's more representative of life and i think that that's why one that's one of the reasons why a lot of people like us our age and our temperament really latched onto it because mm-hmm. it gives different versions of femininity and different versions of teen girl and Mm -hmm. and and it and there's there's and you don't just have to pick you don't have one you can pick or you're a big combo like it's 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 a really great feeling and i guess Mm -hmm. this is what true representation feels like yeah it's it's very pleasant to have yeah yeah good stuff i'm very excited for season two um while we're talking about female protagonists shall we move on to orphan first kill so i didn't like it at all and i loved it yeah i thought it was distract i thought everything about it was distracting it was nonsensical to me none of the decisions made sense and i guess it was for me was such a such a 
change from the first one, which the first one was over the top and a little campy. And, and I mean, the, 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 the plot itself is, mm-hmm. is wild oh. and like, like Indeed. an exploitation movie. Yeah. But the second one, I didn't understand. It didn't have a point. Oh, wow. I knew you didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, I, but I, I don't, you know, I, I uh, huh. it was kind of everything I wanted and more. I, I, again, like I, we both love Orphan. We both love that first Yeah, one. Orphan's, I, I watched it before I watched yeah. this, which honestly might have been a mistake. I can see that. Yeah. Because it, it, I do not think this movie meets those heights. I think the biggest problem I had with this movie was the pacing. It does, it takes a really long time to get to, and again, spoiler alert, Orphan First Kill. You're a good fifth, and I can tell you because I watched it, I watched the first part of it before work. It's like 58 minutes into the movie when you get the turn of, oh no, the real villain of this movie is Julia Stiles. And that would be fine if I had another hour, but I only had another 35 minutes. And also, you, I knew that because mm. I know the family dies. They're not going to give me a likable family die. Like, I know all that. I, I didn't. I knew very quickly, like, I'm not going to say I, I figured out everything, but I knew immediately, by the way, because I think, in fairness, this movie does what the boy, because it's the same director as the boy, it lays it out that same way where it's like, oh, no, everything is there for you. And yes, from That's the very true. beginning, Julia Stiles versus the husband clearly has a different read on the situation. That is very clear from the outset, that she is not as thrilled that Esther has been found. Um, but the turn, like, once it, like, there was a part of that I'm like, I think, are we gonna go, like, I'm like, and, because uh, the other part was like, the brother is a dick, and his friends are dicks, and like, yeah. in a way, like, when you watch the movie Problem Child, which I watched a lot as a kid, um, there are, like, that movie, which was made for kids, and it is one of those movies that, um, which I think of Orphan a lot because it is also about an orphan. Very irresponsible movie for children. So much so that when that movie would air on like basic cable, they would edit dialogue. Not that it was, it was still a PG movie, but there is a scene where um, kids are, he goes to a birthday party. I'm talking about the movie Problem Child from 1991 or so. He goes to a birthday party and the, like other kids are like, he's not even a real boy. He's adopted. And... <laughs> cable tv in like by 95 was editing that line where it's like he's not even a real boy he's a devil or or like and i remember like even them being like yeah those kids like i don't know any kids that are that much of assholes and in orphan first kill like the brother who's like 17 is that much of an asshole where like his friends are like oh she was probably raped in russia you're like I don't think people would talk like that to this kid. But then it all makes sense, because then once you find out, like, oh, no, the brother is a sociopath who killed Esther, like, okay, that fits. Yeah, and I like that stuff. I like, I guess you could call it, like, a subversion of our expectations. Mm -hmm. I liked, I liked when, of course, I liked Julia Stiles, and I liked Julia Stiles and Esther's relationship, or whatever, their interactions. But, But that's not enough for me. Like, the movie itself was flimsy, and I found her that her size and her doubling to be not funny. I, 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 I know people it. thought it was funny and campy, but like I thought this was a real movie. I didn't like. I went into it kind of thinking it wasn't 
oh, fully I guess going to be. Problem. Well, and that's uh, honestly, problem. though, and in fairness, that's something I love about Orphan as a movie is that it is a real movie, but the whole time, like, you're like, you know, somebody is holding their breath to tell you that it's also not a real movie, that there are things in the first Orphan that are so weird, but everybody takes everything so seriously as they should that it ends up being that much more rewarding because when it finally lets go, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, we all felt it, right? We were all holding all of that in and now it can explode. Whereas, yes, in this one, right from the outset, like, it knows it's, it knows that the audience coming into this movie knows everything we think we know about Esther, um, who's not Esther. And that's, again, I think what happened with the title, by the way, the original title was Esther and then they changed it to Orphan, two or whatever it was going to be and i guarantee at one point it was probably orphan esther's first kill because it is esther's first kill right right oh she's okay. lena it's not lena and I get it is her mean. first kill as esther so esther's first kill would make perfect sense orphan first kill makes no sense because they introduce the character it's like oh yeah she's already killed no, five people you're so, completely no. right yeah you're completely right and it's stuff like that 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 chipped away at it for Fair. me. Fair. Like, yeah. it it felt like, oh, well, you didn't take this seriously, so I'm not going to. But, like, not in a yeah, fun way. I like, I'm going <laughs> to. But this could also be an expectation thing. I So I love the boy. I think the boy is a feat same. of filmmaking. Yeah. Agreed. I don't like the boy, too, which is the same creative. Yes. So it really shows how something can kind of go off the rails for me really fast. Mm-hmm. This, I felt the same thing. But that being said, again, if in two years I'm like, oh, let's rewatch Orphan. Why not watch Orphan? two after it um i might have a different feeling because i'm i know what my expectations are i know it's goofy and silly and mm-hmm. not necessarily more lifetimey than let's say it is such a lifetime movie and you know that that's not my thing and it's so my thing so this all makes sense i know i know yeah i mean it reminds it me in some ways of texas james massacre 2 which i've not seen mm-hmm. in a long time and it's i I've, I've never been like the biggest fan of it but i respect i feel like to me that direction of a sequel makes sense because how do you follow up the first one? You can't, it's going to be really hard to be scarier. So you're just going to make a sequel. That's going to be like part three instead. And if you're Toby Hooper, maybe you don't want to do that. So you know what? I can't do it. I I cannot follow up this movie in the same way. So I'm going to go completely the other direction and I'm going to make a comedy essentially. And I feel a little bit of that in this one where they're like, we know that, you know, the big thing about this character and what made Orphan, and again, I think there's more to Orphan than just the twist, but you're making a movie for an audience who knows that this character is actually a 35-year-old Estonian dwarf. You have to find another approach, and you also know that, and we're making a movie where our actress is now 10 years older and is a is 25, and she's got to play a 30-year-old posing as an 8-year-old. Everything about that's bonkers. Let's embrace the bonkers and let's find a way to do that. And you're not wrong because this actually echoes something I've heard about the Halloween movies recently, that the second one is supposed to have the the Halloween kills or whatever, Mm. the second second one, um, is supposed to be that way. Like, like I, maybe I didn't. that way? (laughs) Yeah, yes. Like a, like a, like, 
not really in the same spirit as the first one, like so many slashers became. And I can imagine, so I tried to put myself back in this, this, this mindset because I, I don't have that. I saw, when I saw Nightmare on Elm Street, like as a, as a person who could not a scared kid, but like a person who could retain it, I could then watch the second one and the third one. Like I had them all there Mm -hmm. and I could pick my favorites and I could see the change in tone and the change in director and the change in of era and see why it altered. But in, I can't, I can't imagine having seen Nightmare on Elm Street as an adult in the theater and been like, this is my shit. And then see the second one. I might've been disappointed. Mm. Right. So I, I'm trying, I guess maybe Orphan and the Boy, let's talk about all of them like that. Maybe there's something to the sequel. I'm looking for a cohesive idea. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the extension of, of, of a vibe, of a feeling. And maybe that's not what the filmmakers are giving me. Yeah. I mean, I think this, the thing like I'll say about Orphan First Kill is that it was a movie that made a choice, that made a lot of choices. Yep. And I think a lot of sequels don't do that. A lot of horror sequels are just, okay, what worked in the original, we're just going to try to do that again. And in fairness, there are many movie, many sequels like that that both you and I like and both you and I hate. Because sometimes it can work because I do just want more of the same. And other times it feels like, well, it's not effective and it's lazy. And I hate lazy more than anything in filmmaking. And Orphan First Kill to me is, oh no, they went into this saying... Like, they didn't jump into it. They, like, I feel like every part of this movie was conceived with people sitting down and then sitting back and being like, huh, yeah, okay, let's, yeah, let's do, okay, okay, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you, and then going down that route. And it's, it's like that, where there's just so many like, oh, okay, we're gonna, yeah, okay, we can do that, we can go that direction, yeah, that works. And you end up with something that, I, I can understand it not being satisfying and not working for you. I, I do. This is a movie that, like, it's funny because I had said to Brandon, oh, do you want to watch this with me or am I watching it on my, by myself? And he just kind of shook his head. He's like, because yeah, he liked Orphan a lot. Yeah. He's like, I don't I don't see it. I, it does not sound like they're going to do a sequel right. And I watched it and I, like, looked at him and I'm like, you would not have liked this. <laughs> and it isn't a insult to him it was very much a like yeah this movie was was talking to this side of the intravia white household now that not that one and i can see where the same of the make peace versus intravia household of like yeah this this was had more things on its menu that work for me there's a little baby jane there's a little um a whole lot of lifetime like there, there's more good sun even in it there, which is something of, yeah. yeah that the first movie has a lot like whether it was intentional or not watch the good sun and then watch orphan and then watch orphan first kill you are it is amazing how many lines you can draw of like random weird coincidences that happen in both of those movies but yeah i mean i loved it but i respect your decision not to and I, and I'm beginning to think that that maybe this is this is what's happening. Like I'm I'm looking for something different out of mm-hmm. sequels. And why would I expect that? Because if again, if you look at the Halloweens, the Nightmare on Elm Streets, the you know, yeah, all of them, Friday the Thirteenth, like they they're they're not like that. I I mean I guess 
It it does depend for like Friday the 13th I would disagree and say no That's most true. of that franchise is the same movie over and over again. That's true. And maybe if in that that vein maybe I would have watched them in as they released and been disappointed that they didn't yeah. do something different because I remember I saw Jason X in the theater and I hated it and then that's my favorite one yeah so like i think a lot of horror films especially because they really can jump tone very quickly and then you're like like a drama is a drama like if they're they and we don't really sequelize dramas do we rarely no but like i guess maybe it's just you know the nature of a sequel they it's it's maybe tonally different or their objective is different well and, and i guess a lot of it depends on who is controlling that tone whether it yeah. is studio or director because you can look at True. something like um saw right the saw franchise in general was all very much a lionsgate property um there was some oversight from different people in charge but like and there were some different voices and within the movies there are little things that you can see of like oh that's a stamp of this director yeah. right that makes For sense sure. i've seen this of this guy do other things and that's there but overall it is tonally one vision intended for the same consumer whereas um i mean i can think of like like Child's Play is obviously like the best example of a franchise that went in snake patterns every which way and is the better for it because it did have, and not always, but ultimately by the time it kind of hit a certain rhythm, it had one person behind the vision saying like, okay, no, we're, we're going to be campy now, but we still understand who Chucky is. We still understand the character. We yes. still understand this. And now we're going to make a horror film and the next one's going to be a comedy, and then we're going to go back, but there's one voice behind it. Mm-hmm. And I guess it just depends. Like, I mean, the, like, Hellraiser is another one where you get such a mix of movies, and it's, I, I, I don't know, there's a lot of different ways to go. I think even Halloween is in some ways the most um, inconsistent because you also have different uh, groupings of franchises. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And, and I don't always want the same thing from, from a sequel. That's it very depends. true. And I guess maybe for Orphan, the thing that they gave me is something that I'm just generally not interested mm-hmm. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like they can't really go back. I think if they do an Orphan 3, which I really want them to do an Orphan 3, uh, I think they have to lean in and make it even wilder. And I think that is where that franchise goes. I don't see how you can pull back. And also because what it did, and this is also something that happens, I think, to a lot of franchises. Well, now we we get on Esther's side in this one. We're rooting for her. She's not the villain at a certain point. So then what do you do with that character? Do you turn where do where does the audience go with that character in the next movie um and it's exciting to me because i I also feel like it's unlike anything else like i don't know another franchise that went in this particular direction in its second film so i don't know i'm still with it but i i respect and understand you not me (laughs) but on that note should we talk about the other movie that might be divisive oh is it divisive how did you feel about Nope? Uh, it's, I have to rewatch it. Uh-huh. It is maybe my favorite now. 
It is most certainly my least favorite. I don't believe that. Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, we on-demanded it last weekend. It was very exciting. Okay. I made popcorn. I'm like, woo, we're, we're watching a new movie. Um, I, I was ready. I Now, I did not know exactly. I knew very little about it. I had tried yeah. to know as little about it as I could. Me too. And I didn't go in thinking like, oh, this is going to be everything. Like, no, no, I'm like, I'm in for a Jordan Peele ride. I don't know what that's going to be, but I'm there for it. I, it ended and I turned to Brandon and I'm like, so any immediate thoughts off the bat? And he looked at me, he's like, I didn't like it. I'm like, okay, wow, me neither. Um, I wasn't that, I, first of all, I was bored for a lot of it. I, oh, I just wow. found it very dull. I didn't particularly, like, I didn't really like anybody that much. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I. Uh, nobody, um, like, Kiki Palmer is a, is fantastic. Uh, I also found her incredibly annoying. Not, like, oh, annoying. Like, like no, no, like, I, I, I don't, I, I, she was annoying to me. If she was my sister, I, I would have killed her. Um, I didn't really know Daniel Kaluuya that well in the movie. I didn't feel like I fully understood everything. I... I like the idea of an alien that is very different as an alien, but ultimately it was just an alien that ate things and didn't feel that interesting to me. Um, I wasn't scared at all, maybe, like, in maybe a scene or two, but, and, like, I didn't hate it. I, I chuckled here and there. I wanted more Steven Yoon. I was very sad to realize that was all the Steven Yoon I was getting. Um... But, yeah, like, I was very intrigued by the Gordon storyline, or the Gordy storyline. Um, and I understand what it was doing in the movie, but I also think it hurt the movie for me and that that was so much scarier and more interesting than a giant pillow alien. Well, I will say that that stuff was, the flashback stuff was some of my favorite stuff. Yeah, yeah. I will say that. But when you look at it as like like a man versus nature film, and mm-hmm. people have been comparing it to Jaws. Sure. I think that a lot of the, of the main story stuff just like immediately works for me without any, mm. you don't need to do anything else. Like it's done, I get it. Um, I thought it was cool, intense and weird and atmospheric and disturbing, kind of like how fire in the sky is disturbing. It was goopy and visceral and strange and making weird points about our beliefs and about where we stand in the universe. I don't know. I really can't wait to, cause I saw it at the drive-in and it wasn't mm. the best experience, but I, and I'm very much looking forward to watching it. Cause I know there's stuff that I need to get, but like, Every, from from tip to tail, every bit of it worked for me. Hmm. I I found it uh, so much existential dread, so much terror. It it <sighs> felt like the natural progression of his storytelling. Like Get Out was this thing, and then Us was this thing, and now this is another thing. And it felt like like the progression of of Us in a really natural way, which hmm. was interesting. And I liked everybody. I hated Stephen Yoon's character hated him (laughs) um but i think i was kind of maybe not supposed to like him that much because i don't know that he would have liked himself if he really oh sure yeah i mean he's he's not a he's not a good guy like he's you know but like all the flashback stuff was lit i loved all Mm. of it the the monkey stuff destroyed me it was the most as a child of project x 
Um, anytime <laughs> anything happens. I've never seen Project X because I know it's horrifying and I, I cannot watch Monkeys in Peril. Never do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it over and over again as a child. I don't know what my problem was. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it like hit a lot of stuff for me. And I thought the monster worked. I thought the reveal that it, it, its final form I thought was amazing and such a big brain move. Like, like it was an animal. It was just an animal. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh huh. And it, everything was like a beautiful visual. There's so many good visuals from it. The aliens, that cartoonish look of the aliens, it's themselves. The way that the wacky inflatable arm guys looked. The the way the alien looked. The, every, everything on horseback. It was just. It, I don't know. Yeah, man. visually. Yeah, visually, I would agree. It's it's really cool. Um, even the I mean the costume design is like always doing something. Yeah. Um, there is. Like, looking at it, it was visually like, oh, yeah, like, everything, everything on screen is there for a reason. And, I mean, I remember feeling that way about, I can't remember if it was Get Out or Us, where there were, like, little things in the background that I was clocking, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and, like, those do come into play, and those do, and they were the same, like, in this. Like, there's, um, whenever any, like, text would be on screen, like, in a poster, I'm like, okay, that's gonna be important. And, in a way, like, it's funny, because I think of how... Us, I think, doesn't work for some people because it's it is messy. It is very there's a lot of ideas and a lot of things thrown out there that aren't necessarily addressed or resolved. It's just more mm-hmm. like it asks questions without even thinking it's going to answer any of them. And I love that. Like I, I like a messy movie if it if I can if I if it gets me. And with nope, like I feel like no, no like I could I understood everything. Like I could tie up exactly why this is there and why that is there. It's just for it, for me, it was really unsatisfying. It just it mm. didn't. I don't like, and I wanted to be scared. I really did, and I wasn't like. Uh, and that was the biggest disappointment for me was that it didn't scare me. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't yeah. ever want to be scared. I don't like being scared. I like it's being not scared. something that I seek out in a movie. Mm. So I think maybe that is a yeah. big. I actually never thought about that. Mm. Do you like to be scared? I love to be scared. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I'm rarely scared. Like, even, I mean, that entire list of movies I mentioned, like, I don't know if any of them actually scared me. I'm always looking for the scare. I can still be satisfied without it if I'm entertained. I think my my problem with Nope was that, like, most of it, to me, wasn't that entertaining. Like, once it would get into the stretch of, okay, now it's the chase, and now we're just running from a pillow monster... It just wasn't exciting to me. I don't know. I, I didn't fully understand all the rules. Like, the whole, like, oh, don't look at it, but if you're not near it, the electricity doesn't work, but this still works, and that still works, but that doesn't work. So it, so it was one of those also very, like, everybody in the situation is now in the situation because they've chosen to be in the situation. Um, so I think, like, some of that immediate sympathy goes a little bit away because I didn't, at a certain point, fully understand what anybody was going to get out of this, but yet they all were still doing it. Um, I don't know. Like it, it's just one where it just it didn't come together for me. I get that. I, I think know. it's so interesting that you like to be scared. I love being scared. Yeah, I hate it. Can't love stand it. it. And yet, you are also a giant horror fan. Yeah, I like that what we explore hmm. through horror, okay. and I like I like genre stuff because it gives us a different lens to view the world. And yeah. also, awesome often genre stuff is more inclusive. 
You know, you, oh, yeah. you, everybody will say, oh, strong, strong female characters, and they'll just start listing, like, Ripley and shit. So, like, it, it really is the only place for a while you could find, like, interesting dynamic characters yeah. and stuff. But I don't like to be scared at all. I, I absolutely hate it. It's are, awful. Are you watching the Shudder 100 Scariest Movie Moment Countdown? No. Oh, it's on Shutter. It's fun. It's if you remember Bravo did something. I absolutely do. I used to watch it religiously. Yeah, oh, completely. And and it both like was great because it introduced you to stuff, but it also spoiled stuff. Yeah. Um. And with this one, I like the way they've been doing it, where it's like they tell you the movie, and then they go into it. So if the movie comes up, and so far the only one I haven't seen was Doctor Sleep, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna fast forward through this. And I've been watching it with Brandon, and it's very funny because like I the movie comes up, and I have to pause it and look at him and be like, have you seen this? Because if you haven't, you should. So we're going to fast forward this. So like, I, I couldn't watch a few segments. Like I had to fast forward through Pulse and the Changeling mm-hmm. because Brandon hasn't seen them. I'm like, we, we need to fix that. Um, but it's, yeah, it just made me think of scary. Yeah, scary. I would I would like to watch it. I don't know. I, we had to change the way we got into the television. So it logged us out of Shutter, And I just never logged back in. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> that is, are you doing your spooky October? Then you need Shudder. We're going to be gone for like oh. a week and a half in October, maybe two weeks. Okay. So I don't know if I'm going to. But they're adding like, I think they're adding like 60 titles or something for October. So you should. I'm sure. I'll, I definitely have started to get into spooky season mode, mm-hmm. but um, I, I, I'll have to look and stuff. I want to do all foreign films, but Ooh, nice. that involves me having to start watching movies before 10 p.m. <laughs> Uh, that's tough and we did in fairness we watched nope in the afternoon but we had all the lights out and all of that because we can't watch movies at night anymore because we're both really tired and old i i get that i'm gonna rewatch it and i'll let you know if i still stand like this this Mm -hmm. way i was i will say that i did watch it waiting to be disappointed Mm, interesting and i I wasn't yeah so i took that as a very good sign Mm -hmm. so maybe when i rewatch it uh, the whole stuff you said about the rules I honestly don't know if I tried to, I, because I, there were people talking very loudly. Mm. I don't know if I already told you the story, but they were very loud talking about inconsequential things like going to the mall and meeting their friend very <laughs> loudly next to me. Hey, so we maybe, need people to still go to malls. Otherwise, we're not going to have them anymore. So in fairness, at least someone's doing it. <laughs> so I might have missed some like connective tissue, mm-hmm. but like. Like, maybe I didn't care? I don't know. Oh, no, I I hope that when you rewatch it, you love it even more. Um, I hope that when I eventually rewatch it, I like it a lot more than I did this time. Uh, I don't in any way want people to join my side of the fence and say, nope, was a disappointment. Like, I would rather people liked it. Um, It's one of those more, and you and I both do this all the time, and you, you did it for a few movies today, of, like, that whole did I watch the same movie that you did? Because everybody yeah. loves this and I didn't. And you, it just, it, it's just always interesting. And I think, again, horror is one of those places where one of the reasons we, I think we both love it is that it is so grand and definitive and it's a lot harder to say, I don't know how I felt about it. Like, no, it either worked for you or it didn't. And I, I wish Note worked for me. I'm glad it worked for you. I, I it seems to have worked for most people, which is great, because I want Jordan Peele to stay in horror. I abs or in genre, and that's part of it too. I feel like Nope, in some ways, wasn't that much a the way Get Out and Us are horror movies 100. Nope doesn't feel. It feels like when you talk about Jaws. I, I don't consider Jaws a horror film. I don't think of it as a horror film, no. but it is a horror film. And yeah. that's a whole other thing of, like, what defines horror? Um, but, like, 
like it doesn't jump to my mind as a horror film because I just it, it there's things about it that feel like it it is doing something different and I felt a little bit about that with Nope like Nope is a little bit less horror and more kind of I don't know like action almost in a sense um and I maybe that was part of it too I, I was expecting to have that same experience and I and I didn't um but yeah it's overall just didn't and it really did feel like it was one of those things where it's like I'm reaching and I'm not able to hold on to it and other people have held on to it and that's great but I don't know where they found the peg that I didn't find no I get that and and I hope I, for my own sake I hope I still like it when I watch it but I felt that way with X oh which I still haven't watched because like I I'm so confused by this now. franchise this yeah. franchise is now two, two two movies in the theater and they're still not screaming what and there's a third one coming <laughs> Are they ever gonna come? Like, just that? <sighs> I don't understand the rules of the world anymore, Christine. I don't. I, I there aren't any. I, know. I, I think is is part of it. But I, <sighs> people were wildly affected by X. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 changed their life, changed their perspective. Yeah. Like, and I, well, I didn't feel that way at all. While I thought it was obviously a competently made movie, and I liked the cast of it, um, I didn't feel like inspired or mm-hmm. changed or and like there are these especially women that I really like respect I'm usually on the same page with who are like this changed my outlook and I'm just like huh. wow I wish I could have had that experience <laughs> yeah. in this movie I think you and I both always go into a movie wanting rooting wanting to walk out happy right yeah. like and and I think that is something that is um very unfortunate particularly in the horror community that it's a very particular fan base and a lot of people start something wanting to hate it expecting to hate it and it makes a movie have to work that much harder to for somebody to give it a chance and i feel like both you and i go in wanting the best like i I try to be a good faith yeah you know viewer yeah same uh yeah and uh, I don't know. Well, well, I'll come back to it, like, maybe a year or two out of, yeah. you know, see. Um, very curious what he's doing next. Uh, we, we will see. But, yeah, just uh, one of those rare cases where you and I, two rare cases where we um, just join other teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and I would never, I'd never say, like, oh, Nope is a masterpiece, and if you don't like it, right. get the fuck out, or... Uh, Orphan's terrible, and if you like it, you know, I, I uh-huh. just sometimes things hit different at different times. And like I said, if I get some, I guarantee you, there's a great chance if I get some distance from Orphan and just watch it expecting to kind of be nonplussed by it, I might be like, this is a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, time will tell on all of that. That's true. Time Didn't changes he? us all. It does. Um, all right. So uh, we don't know what we're doing next. We will figure that out and let the world know when we do. Uh, in the meantime, go uh, buy Christine's books. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, do it. ChristineNakepeace.com or find her on Amazon and places. Yeah, you can come and talk to me on Twitter, too. I'm there. Yeah. Emily, where are you? Uh, I'm also on Twitter, at Deadly Dolls. Uh, the blog, I write stuff there, DeadlyDollsHouse.com. It's just me writing about movies like Meander and saying, I think this is really good, am I right? So, yeah. do you Do you share the movie reviews? On, I just on... put them there. Oh, okay. Well, you I should mean, maybe put I know, them on Twitter. I could, I could. I just, uh, you know, it's one of those, then I have to, I don't know. 
Oh, no. oh never mind. Forget edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I I've never expected to have any real like I'm very bad at self promotion. Um so that that is my story. Yeah. Same. Indeed. I know, that's why I have to do it for you. That's <laughs> true. All right, folks, find us on Twitter and Facebook at the Feminine Critique or the Feminine Podcast, and we will be back in some point in time in the future. Yes, goodbye. Bye. What do you want from us? Oh, good question, Earthling. It seemed like it was time for a change, time to take a trip to see the exciting places in the galaxy. For you see, nothing ever happens on Mars.